Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions Podcast Post Game Show. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 444. We got a new look, new feel. It's that time of year. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. We're doing it live. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is the ever-glorious, uh, the man dressed up for the show today, folks. He's got a he's got a collared shirt on. He knew this was an important <laughs> game. Andy Sandman, the man. How are you doing, brother? I am good. This may, I, in all honesty, be the most relaxing Sunday I've had since the Lions bye week. <laughs> you... you, you we will talk about that for sure because I, I, I cannot disagree with you at all. Um, we're talking about the game today. There's a lot. There's a, this is Andy mentioned it beforehand. This is a heck of a lot more than just the win today, and and we'll get into that. Andy, will tell, I'm not going to steal the thunder, but just for <laughs> sure, this is this is a lot more than just a win. We'll talk about today's game. We'll cover Coach Campbell's press conference post-game presser and a couple players as they come on we'll do a round table take your phone calls like we do and a whole lot more we got a great show lined up are you ready to go andy let's do it let's kick this off and break it down <laughs> dude this is good this is good this is great this is just, great this is the joy the joy the joy the joy the joy okay Let's let's first before we really get into it. I do want to talk about St. Jude. Obviously, we got a new look and feel. Got our toes up by the fire there, cuddled up there, Andy. Staying warm ahead of uh, St. Jude, which, as you all know, is the ninth and the tenth of December. We're kicking off the auction on Black Friday. We got a lot of really great stuff coming for you. Um, please join us for the show. StJude.org/dlp. We've got someone on the line today who is going to double. All donations up to 200 bucks. So the first 200 is actually 400. You're doubling your money. If you can go help us out, hit stjude.org slash DLP and uh, help us raise some money to help some sick families, some sick kids and their families uh, when they need it most. You guys know this is a big thing for us. We're trying to get to 100K this year. So any help you can give along the way. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Full Metal Savage, for the super chat. Beer is on me again, boys. <laughs> I'm in a little truly state today, but that's okay. We'll get some beer out of that. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Andy, I, I just want to go straight into the, the, you made a great point as we were just kind of sitting there for the three minutes getting ready. Um, this is more than just a win today. This is more than just today's win. Talk talk about that because you, you, you just nailed everything to what we could probably close the whole thing down after you say this. Actually, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, honestly, three wins in the NFL is hard to do. The, you know, first time the Lions have done it in five years. Yep. Yep. And that's the least important thing to me about this. We need to talk about defensive growth. We need to talk about how our number one cornerback got injured today. And I don't want to say we didn't miss him, but we looked incredibly serviceable without him. We need to talk about how the offense, for all the oddities that happened with Jared Goff and some weird things, looked Great. It was 31 points is also another great outing for this offense. Ben Johnson looked good calling fun, imaginative plays at the right times. The Khalif Raymond reverse to get us the first down to basically ice the game. Yep. It was yep. perfect. Yep. It was perfect. I mean, this team is starting to look like a team. We, we talked about it earlier in the year that the defense would look great and the offense would look horrible. 
where the offense would look really great yep. and the defense would look utterly abysmal. Uh, we never had a game through and through that I felt like we were going to get defensive stops. We were also going to score. And this was it. How, this was it. How comfortable were you at the as, as we had the ball towards the last half of the fourth quarter? Because I'll tell you, I'll just—I mean, I'm, I'm, it's a leading question, right? And 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 we talked about a little a little bit about it, but I, I was okay, like for the first time, and I don't know why, but I just really had confidence that this team had this game in hand and was going to put it away and do everything they needed to to win, and and they did. I mean, this was a professional football team on the field today. They played yep. end and both sides of the ball up and down that field against a seven and yep. two team. Yes. You know, we, everything's a circle with us, Chris. We we're we're kind of Nostradamuses. We read things. We know things before they're going to happen here on Detroit Lions podcast, but we talked about learning how to win. And I I'm slightly ashamed about this, but during the game, I started to see people saying, you know, like we had a three and out to start the third quarter. And people were like, here we go. I saw the tweets. I saw people starting it yep, and yep. I wanted to tweet out. We, as lions fans, we need to learn how to win. We talked yeah, about this. We yeah. need to learn how to win. We need to say with the way that we've been playing, we're not in danger yet. Let's start freaking out when we're in danger, which never occurred during this game. Yeah. It yeah. never occurred. And I didn't because I knew that I was going to post that. And then we were going <laughs> to, <laughs> then we were going to lose, and then I was going to get smashed. Get lit. Get lit Yeah, up. so even, I'm still learning how to win. I should have just done it, you know? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, we start out, I mean, Jared Goff, the big day Russian, minus one yard. If it wasn't for that penalty, come on, he pulled that. I was like, who am I watching here running for that first down? He looked right? great, yeah. <laughs> he looked great. Oh, man, 165 yards for him on the day. That's That's just nuts because it felt. So much more. No touchdowns. No interceptions. Nope. I, I'll nope. take it. I'll take it. I'll take that with 30 points. Uh, Amon Ra, 76 receiving. Looking good. Um, we got uh, rushing all three touchdowns from Jamal Williams with a 64-yard rushing day. Justin Jackson stepping with 66 yards. DeAndre Swift did his thing. He got a TD, 20 yards out there and five carries. You know, four, four yards of carry. Hey. We're, we're, we're taking it. We'll take it. We love mm-hmm. it. Um, what set Aleem off today? He was spectacular on defense. Aleem, Hutch looked out there. I mean, I saw it, and, and I, the, the, everything's flying by in the chat. You guys are, are rocking it. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the Hutch versus Thibodeau debate, I think today kind of really put a spotlight oh, on that. And Yeah. <laughs> where are they? I, I, it's at. At, at, at this junction, I don't know how you vote for anybody but Hutch for defensive rookie of the year. Sauce has been having a great year, but Hutch has as many interceptions as Sauce does. He has a forced fumble recovery. He's got all the sacks. He's got all the pressures. And if we're talking about things that we can't measure, so you can say like, oh, well, Sauce doesn't get thrown at because his coverage is so good. Well, then we need to talk about Hutchinson holding edge. Like I've never seen a Lions defensive end hold edge. When he pops out to contain and he goes to run somebody down, he's going to get them. He yeah. looks so much faster than everybody else <laughs> that he just, he looks amazing. Everything that we were hoping he was going to be so far, so good. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 
it's such a good feeling. I mean, the games that we won, if you think about them, the last three games here have all been better one after the other, a better effort, a better effort, a more complete game. This one really puts a, a stake in the ground and, and I'm, I'm, I'm so stoked. I am so stoked about, about what we saw. We saw Chicago lose today. We saw green yep. Bay lose on Thursday, which was just has been really just got me through the end of the week before this vacation <laughs> week here. Oh man, this is just, this is great. This is really, really quite a day loving it. Um, we got to keep, sorry, I got to keep my eyes open for the presser when that hops up. Um, I will let everybody know. We, we had a pretty big announcement in chat. I think you might have missed it. I uh, sent it to you in chat because I want you to read this. But oh. we had a pretty big thing happen in chat that might have got missed because chat's been going off today. Oh. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. How did I? Read oh. it up. Read it, Chris. Okay. Read it. Hold, I got to put this on. So, Dave, I'm just going to tell you, Dave is 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 fripping awesome. Dave um, has tickets for the New Year's Day game that he's donated to the auction that are going to be showing up when, uh, on our, when the auction starts on Black Friday. Awesome. He's the guy that donated the, uh, the place in Colorado last year. I got some pics we'll show during the, 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 um, the, the, the broadcast. Dave is one of the most generous people you guys will meet. Here's what he's going to do for St. Jude this year. He's going to donate $2,500. No questions asked. Right off the top, $2,500. If there's another donor that's willing to step up and donate twenty five hundred, he'll match that as well. Now, so, <laughs> go ahead. Which which is crazy. It's Dave. Dave, my man. Man, <laughs> thank you, Dave. You are the bomb, bro. Um, twenty five hundred guys. I mean, there's five thousand dollars on the table for St. Jude from Dave. We just got to find someone else to come up with that twenty five hundred a match match. You know what, Chris? Boom. Well, I'll not give you the twenty five hundred bucks. Let's do it, you, Dave. I'm going to match it. Let's do twenty five hundred bucks from me too. Let's call it. Uh, let's call it an even seventy five hundred. Hmm. And let's see. Uh, see what. See what we can do in chat. Let's see what we can do for these Man, these kids. Damn it! <laughs> you hit me at a soft spot, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Lions hit the Giants in their soft spot. Oh, my God. That is you guys. Thank you, Andy, Dave. You guys are awesome. You guys are you're amazing. So here we go. Touch me, my fandom. Touch me, my soft spot. Right. <laughs> All right. So that's going to take us here when we get the everything tallied. And, and for everyone that does the donations live, they'll show up in the thing. But you're talking $7,700, $7,741 so far. So it raised for St. Jude. I love you too, Dave. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, blah, 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 for that, man. That is really freaking killer. And Andy, bro, <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks. Oh, no, I'm. I'm here for the kids. Yes, we are. All right. And for Lions wins, if we're going to be honest here. <laughs> yes. So let me hit this one more time. stjude.org slash DLP. If you'd like to donate, you got an extra five bucks, whatever. Appreciate it. It is all going for uh, for the kids. It's all going to kind of help sick kids and their families when they need it the most. And um, I, I lost somebody in the family earlier this year. We're going to have them on the show. Do a, We do a couple stories with folks who've been helped by the whole thing. So we'll talk about that. We'll get that there. But thank you guys very, very much as it's personal for a lot of us. And um, it's really something, something special. Okay. Let's talk about the Lions. Lions win, kids win, boys. There you go, Ash. That's right. <laughs> all right. We'll keep going here. 
Uh, I'm watching for the presser to get started. Um, we're four wins now on a six-win season, supposedly, ahead of the year. I, I, we're on track, right? We're on track for six. We're probably on track for seven now, aren't we? I've, you know, honestly, I'm, I like can't even think too much further ahead than where we are. Like, this team looks like a team that you don't want to play. Who wants to play the Lions right now? I, if I'm the Bills, I'm on a short week. I'm looking at this Lions team. And I, you know, I'm not saying I think the Lions are going to beat the Bills, but that's a scary matchup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Lions are a scary matchup for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. They they hustle, they run hard, they play hard, and you you know you're gonna have a game on your hands. And what more can we ask for? To be honest, I just have to ask really quick: Was T.J. Hawkinson the? Uh... <laughs> holding us back is that is that what we I, I think tj hawkinson was like a, a horcrux you know he <laughs> i think you know and when dan campbell came out and he said that that whore. i'm excited for what yeah i'm excited for what this offense is gonna be without tj and that felt like a really weird thing to say at the time yeah because hawkinson was arguably our number two weapon number three weapon but honestly it kind of has opened things up because now we have Brock right out there. We have Zilstra and teams can't just hone in on a guy like Hawk anymore. They kind of have to respect everybody. And that's kind of the way that the Lions offense is. So like we can say for sure that Amon Ra is our number one guy. I think there's no doubt about that, but he's not commanding double teams. No. I mean, we have a team of a bunch of guys that just when they get open, they get open and golf seems to find them and, you know, when we've got Khalif Raymond catching balls, Tom Kennedy catching balls during games that matter, you know, and looking good while doing it. And and Brandon here, this is three games in a row. The opponent has been physically frustrated trying to get their offense to work because they think the team they're facing is crap. And Saquon yeah. Barkley with 22 yards today or 26, whatever, that he Ooh. is he is their offense. And we shut their offense down. We we keyed in on him and took him out. I'm, you know, look, the the Bills are a heck of a team, right? Um, they're 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 going to be a good team. They're going to be a tough team to play. Coming on a short week, they had to travel. They had, you know, with the storm, they have this this emotional swing. I think they're going to be both. They're going to be more than just tired. They're going to be, I think, exhausted. Their soul will be exhausted, emotionally exhausted. Um, it's going to be a lot for them to come back and travel back because they're leaving and coming back, coming mm-hmm. back to, to, to Detroit to play again. Um, it, it's it's uh, if we had this is I would say this is set up to be the best chance we have against the Bills this year. <laughs> All right. We got Dan Campbell at the podium. Let's get him in here. And the, and the players executed it. Uh, everything that we said we had to do and needed to do to beat this team, uh, we did that really for almost uh, all of the game. You know, there was there was a couple of spots in there, but you know, these guys are uh, they're playing their they're playing their asses off, and they're you know they're starting to figure out a way to win. We all are, so it's uh, you know it's a it's a credit to these guys and the coaches. Uh, Saquon Barkley, 15 carries, 22 yards. You knew that yet that was a big one coming in. He was the NFL's leading rusher, but. To hold him to what he did and them to under 100 yards. They were the third leading rushing team. Just talk about your defense and then getting some turnovers too, just the way they played collectively. Yeah, I mean, it uh, pretty much speaks for itself. We knew he was the key. We could not let him get going, and uh, we did that. I mean, you just said it. I don't know what that average is, 1-4 or something. Um, but, I mean, that was huge. Uh, 
because everything did run through him. And um, so we, we uh, that was that was the main focus of our defense this week, and they, they performed it perfectly. And uh, and then the takeaways, something else we preached. And uh, coming out of halftime, we talked about we needed takeaways, you know, and uh, we continued to get them. So that's, you know, there's there's no secret. You know, you eliminate the mistakes or uh, reduce your own mentals and and you get takeaways on the other side, hold on to the football, and good things usually can happen for you. On that note, with the, with the takeaways, you guys now have, I believe, it's seven in the three-game win streak. Mm-hmm. Is there something that changed schematically? Hutchinson's or interception. Can you point to why it's been no, so look, I, I've said it all along. It's every team I've been a part of, you try to make a focus, and everybody does it in different ways. You, you, you try to... You know, you try to put a spotlight on it, and you try to change the way that you do drills. You, um, but I know this: it's man, it, it's it, it becomes contagious. And uh, when you, you know, when you're able to get a couple, and then you get a couple more, and pretty soon it, it really becomes second nature. And uh, it's it's hard to explain, but I know it always starts with effort. That's for sure. Effort and a conscious effort to go after the football, and uh, we're getting that. You know, look. Kirby once again came up big. He's a ball guy. He's got instincts. Hutch, you know, once again came away with a uh, – that was a hell of a play he had. He's got some instincts about him. So, um, and, and uh, But there again, that's from putting a little pressure on the quarterback, and uh, we made the plays that were out there for us. First one, that, Jamal, a little bit. I, mean, I got you. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Eric. That first Hutchinson pick, he doesn't drop in coverage a whole lot. What did, what did you see there to – or what did AG see there to, to make that call to have him drop? Well, look, it was just that was the, the zone pressure there, and uh, and it was just it was one of those where you know you're trying to hit the interior of their offensive line a little bit, and it's a change up, and you know you're always assuming Hutch is going to come more than he's not, and so uh, it was a shot to go up the middle, um, and then um, and then get him out of there, which he just becomes that kind of flat hook player and. You know, you want him in the window. You don't always think about he's going to get a pick, but you you want him in the right window. He's exactly where he needed to be, and the quarterback kind of made it. A, thought he could get it over him, and it's a heck of a play by him. Can you speak to Jamal a little bit. You know, we talked to Deuce earlier this week. He called him the leader of the team. I guess like coming into the season, not many people maybe thought of him in that role. You know, he wasn't the sexiest name on the roster. I guess like does that kind of you know define his performance today? Does it kind of define like the attitude of his team as well? Just that underdog role a little bit. And has he, has he established himself as a lead back, you know, with these types of disinformation? Well, I mean, look, his production speaks for itself, and everything that you see and know about him is exactly who he is. He's all heart, and he's uh, emotion, he's heart, and he just is a steady, productive, hard-running, hard-working, smart football player. And uh, he's just, there again, he... he um, you know, if you just listed your most consistent players, most dependable, consistent players, he would definitely be at the top of that list. You know, um, he would be one of those guys. So um, I'd say he's, he's definitely a leader on our team. But there again, what he did today doesn't surprise me, you know. And it's another credit to this offensive line. I mean, they just once again, it's not the easiest thing in the world now when you just, you are going, you choose to run the ball and the defense knows that you're going to run it. And they probably have an idea of where you're going to run it when you get that late in the game. And our offensive line finished that game out for us. Yeah, one more thing on the, uh, the Hutch pick, just what sort of um, lift, spark did that give you guys, right? That was really, I mean, your 
Trump. I go there, it's still early, but you score, you get another stop, you score again, then you come out of halftime, just sort of that whole turn of events, I guess. That yeah, it was big. It was big. I mean, that was that was the play that we needed at that moment, you know. And uh, and there again, look, they they this is why they've won. They they play the they play the long game. They play smart football. They wait for the opponent to beat them. They capitalize on a mistake. And uh, we were able to to play that game today ourselves. And and when we needed uh, when we needed a play, we capitalized. You know, Hutch made a play, and that and I that changed our fortune there a little bit. But that's the ebbs and flows of the game, right? You kept, saying, you kept saying, we need to make a play. We need to stack one <laughs> on top of another just to learn how to do it. Since Thank you, Tampa Lion. Now, what have you sensed to change? No, this is the same team it's been. As far as all that goes, it's the same team that showed up after the Washington game and the week after that. It's, it, you know, it's the same. They put in the same amount of work. You know, it's, uh, it's just, man, when you bank the reps and, and uh, you continue to talk about these things, and you clean up a few things, and you know that you're really only one play away, literally. And you can't look at anything outside of that. You just say, look, for all the errors or things that we made a mistake on, the opponent did too, but we made the error that was the one that killed us. And now we're, we're making the plays that are, that are helping us win these. But we're really, nothing has really changed as to what we are or what we do. I mean, it's, we're just, we're figuring things out. With Pascal and Harris down today, you needed somebody to step up. You turned to Kaminsky in that starting role. It seemed like he was in on a lot of plays. What, what did you think of the performance without really getting the full film view of it? Yeah, from afar, I thought he, I thought he did some good things for us. You know, um, you know, he's another guy you can, uh, you can count on what he's going to bring to the table. You know, he's high effort. He's a smart football player. Uh, you know, he's, um, he's tough. He's physical, and. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like he was, there was a couple of plays where the ball got out on the perimeter, you know, and uh, every once in a while something like that's going to happen, you know. I mean, this, this quarterback could run a little bit, but but all in all, I thought he, he stepped up and really helped us today. About a lead. He was, like he was like, Yeah, big Mac, man. Look, here's the thing, Mac, there's so many things that there's Mac does toes. that um, – <laughs> I don't think goes noticed, you know, it can be, it can go unnoticed at times, but it, I mean, he and Bugs, um, but we're on Mac, they do a ton of dirty work in there, and they have consistently been, all year for us, have just banged away in there, and they've, they've helped our run defense, and uh, um, you know, we, it's hard to run in there with those two guys, and, and he's one of the biggest reasons, but for him to be able to you know, make the TFLs today and uh, affect the quarterback like he did. You know that that was that was great to see. You know, because we know what what Mac's capable of, but you know he just did it a different way today. He he helped us win in a different way. He's been there, but uh, that was good to see. Do you, do you believe in the uh, you know learning to win? Like you have such a young team and going some of those those real for fans moments early on in the season when you didn't make last year when you did that has maybe helped you now. I mean, this is seem like maybe your best all-around performance. Well, look, I just I, I think that it's this the the team that we've developed and the guys that we've kept. It was all for a reason, and because you know you're going to hit hard times, and so you know we've learned from them. We hadn't let them bury us. We've learned every week, and uh, the guys just continue to put in the work, and they want to learn, they want to go, and it's one more week, and uh, you know, and we found a way to win. Again, so, you know, now it's on the Buffalo.
short week. Is there enough time for, for Jeff to get cleared no. for the Buffalo game? No, that sucks. Yeah, he, he'll be out. I mean, I can't imagine. I, I, I'm pretty sure. We just talked about it. I, I don't think there's any way possible he can play. What, what, what is three in a row win? I mean, last game, you know, you guys snapped a lot of those streaks. You know, able to do what you're able to do. Now, three wins in a row. I mean, what, what does that mean to put that in the context of what, what that means for you? Uh, you know, I just think it's it's uh, for our guys. It's another way to um, just to memory bank what it took to win this game, this type of game on the road, knowing that type of opponent, what we had to do, and and uh, performing and producing inside this game plan and and everything we needed to do once again. I mean, I, I think it was it's just staying true to who they are, put in the work, and. Uh, you know, look at the details, focus on the details, and don't don't look or listen to anything else, man. Let's just worry about us and what, what we have in front of us. And uh, there again, it's a credit to our players and coaches. Just the, uh, you declined a couple penalties early. Was that just based on the type of game you expected, the weather? Maybe explain the, you know, those, those decisions. You mean to get them in third down? Or? You know, the, I think there was one first down and the other one was third down, obviously. Yeah, like I wanted to get them in third down and not second long. And then the, I mean, the first down, which one was that? I'm trying to remember. Maybe the legal formation or So instead of first and 15, say second and 10. Yeah, I just want one less foot, you know, one less down. Was that just based on, like, the weather or the inability to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. All right, there you go. Dan Campbell press conference. Sorry about the uh, the audio. They had it super low. I had it pumped, and if uh, Sandman would have smacked his lips, it would have blown your ears out. So, <laughs> <laughs> gave you what we could. It's uh, it is what it is in this world of. I mean, you could really hear the reporters this time asking questions. So yeah, they got that going for them. A um, lot of stuff going through. I, I, I phew, Andy came through. <laughs> Kill me, man. You kill me. All right. Let's get through. Three in a row, two in a row, two against divisional opponents. I mean, this these three were, were crazy. This, this is this is absolutely crazy. Two divisional opponents, right? Chicago, Green Bay. Green Bay, then Chicago, sorry. And then on the road in Green Bay. And then on the road in New York. These are give give me Burkhart and Olsen all day long for my for my announcers, because the Lions just show up when those guys are calling the game, man. Woo! Woo! I think I, special. Yeah, I got a quick one. I think Deuce had something he was gonna say. They got their fucking teeth pulled this week and their ass kicked at the same time. At the same time. Wow. Um, last three game win streak was in 2017 against you guessed it, the Packers, Chicago's, and these New York Giants. How crazy! Uh, Duncan White, Floundericious, Hitori Hanzo. Again, the Samurai Sword salesman gets the uh, gets the numbers right on the uh, the donations. <laughs> Andy, man, three grand. Thank you, brother, so much. Um, I'll get the scroll. I missed a couple other folks who've been donated since we started, but we're at thirty six hundred thirty five dollars and sixty nine cents already. You guys are all and gals are the very very best. I uh, I love you, people. You're amazing. Um. So how about that three-game streak repeat? I mean, that actually just kind of blew my mind. That's kind of a weird, weird stat. I don't, you know, I don't believe in any of that stuff, but uh, that's definitely funny. I'm not that's I, definitely. I'm not a numerology numerology guy, right? But, <laughs> God, when the numbers line up, it's kind of weird. It's just kind of weird. It seems like. Yeah, who did the Lions beat last time they won the championship? 
who did they play in 57? <laughs> we need to get that. We need to get the, that schedule relined up. Yeah. Those, 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 those teams ain't around. Okay. Let's get, let's, let's, let's uh, we can't play Portsmouth. No, oh, that was us. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's open up the phones. Let's do this. And, um, Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Um we'll get you we'll get you guys on and gals on the air. Uh I gotta someone ask me directly for the number. I got that. Okay. Oops. Uh okay, so we're good. We will get you on. Give us a call. We'll get you uh your calls in the air. We can talk about this win and um we can have some fun. Last week I asked Andy if MCDC had touched him in his fandom. Sandman's answer, he's caressed it. What's MCDC done this week, Andy? Oh, well, you know, he grabbed it nice and hard, and he pulled me <laughs> along for uh, for victory, you know? Honestly, you know, I've been kind of talking about it all year, that wins and losses don't matter this year. You know, wins and losses always matter to us fans because a Sunday with a win is infinitely better than a Sunday with a loss. However, the real goal this year was to see how Dan and staff grew as a bunch. You know, we had a bunch of first time guys here. We had a bunch of unproven people here on the coaching staff and every week they just make that next extra step. They keep moving up, moving up. And, you know, we're starting to see our coaches out coaching other teams. The game plan defensively this week was immaculate. It was insane. You could make the same argument against Chicago. Chicago is incredibly hard to defend. Like yeah, whether you yeah. think that they're the real deal or not with fields or whatever, because of fields, they're incredibly hard to defend. And the lions game plan was about perfect for, to try to handle that situation with the players that we have. And I don't know if TJ Hawkinson and Aubrey Pleasant were in the back stirring a cauldron <laughs> of lions, bad luck. And now that they're gone, things are moving along. But uh, or if it was Peyton Manning's uh, Jack Daniels bathtub that uh, has made the difference. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really I'm just excited about this coaching staff overall and what what they've brought and how they're getting the most out of these players that Brad Holmes has drafted. Yeah. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink on Victory Sunday? Oh wait, hold on, caller. We got Jared Goff in the presser. Let me bring him on. Okay. In order to play complimentary football, you have to have some way either way. And, and, and we've been doing that in these last few weeks. And defense has created turnovers. I think it was three to zero today. And um, typically that's going to win you the game by, by a good margin. And, and today it did. But seeing the way they're playing, the confidence they're playing with, it, it, it fuels us and um, allows us to play that complimentary football that we've been preaching. What about some of those young guys on the defense, Aiden and, and yeah. Kirby, again, fun, getting man. turnovers? I mean, that's got to be fun. Fun, right? It's so fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. And, uh, you know, Aiden's got pretty good hands, man. Like, he's got two interceptions for a D lineman. I don't know if anyone else has two. I got to be, I got to imagine it's him. And then, and then Kirby's just so nosy. You know, he's he's got a nose for the ball and and has been that way. And I think he's starting to kind of grasp it a little bit more now. And and you can see that showing up in these last few weeks. And um, those two guys together, man, are are turnover machines in these last few weeks. And it's, it's fun. And was talking about you need to have a play like Aiden made to really turn the game. Yeah. What kind of fuel does that provide when you see a play like that? Yeah, it's huge. We, we had talked about that all week. The, the way the game went was kind of uh, exactly how we wanted it to go. And, and for us offensively, it was just take care of the ball, 
let our defense play that play their plan. We're going to stop the run, and then you know, hopefully they make mistakes. And and they did. Like they made the play when when they threw it to them, and um, we capitalized on it. But I think offensively, just knowing our role today and knowing what our job was, just to kind of steady the boat and and stay on the field and finish drives, and and we did a pretty good job of that. Good. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, there you go. All right, callers, thank you for waiting. What's your name and how much you've had to drink? Caller? Hello, caller? Hello. There you are. How you doing? Oh, brother? okay, good. Are you here? <laughs> hey, how's it going? All right, we're, we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll get another one. They, they come pretty quick here. All right, 248 Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. We'll get you in there. We'll talk to you. Hey, caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? Come on, guy. Is it me? Yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah. How you doing? Good. It's Mark. I don't drink. Oh, okay. Good to. Hey, it's it's always helpful. It helps us know kind of you know baseline where we're starting with Mark. <laughs> I, I'm 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 a smoker. If I if I uh, if I drink, I'll end up putting whole. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha gotcha man oh man so what do you got for us today just, uh, just wondering how you guys felt when you saw jerry go down oh my heart when i seen him go down yeah i already I, lost a cuda jerry, mm-hmm. jerry goes down i'm all i pictured in my head was him picking up chunks after that happened yeah yeah i was i was really nervous um i, I willed his heel, <laughs> whatever it was, whatever happened, it was healed by the just the sheer will and force of karma that I was shoving through my TV screen in his mm-hmm. direction, man. Because that's absolutely, I mean, look, Will Harris, I think he's absolutely found an awesome home in the slot. He's done a great job, but I, I don't want him on on the outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what we were what we were staring at with, oh, with Jerry. Oh man. So and and he who was it? The was a. It wasn't Barnes who got hit. Who got hit by um, Harris today and injured? Yeah, Barnes went down too. Yeah, yeah, Barnes went down, but Will Barnes Harris injured someone else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember yeah, I either. We had a fire, lot of right? friendly fire today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, it seems to happen too much, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of Lewis Delmas running around out there. <laughs> That's a lot of people I'm running not, to the I'm ball not. as fast as possible, not being able to stop in time. I'm not a religious person, but I try to. I find myself praying every Sunday. <laughs> oh man, it's, that's what I heard. It was. Um, this is. This is. I got. This is goes way back to when I was like growing up, like like maybe ten years old, right? What do Billy Graham and the Lions have in common? They can make sixty thousand people stand up and scream, "Jesus Christ!" Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. It'll bring your religion. It'll bring your religion one way or another. Oh. But. Uh, <laughs> Especially last week, I live in Illinois, man. I'm in Bears country here, and I just mm. i I have the most disdain for the Chicago Bears. And to to pull that one out last week, man, oh, mm. that made my season. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, and I hate to cheer for player injuries, but I do cheer for things to be as rough as possible for the opposing team. I, people talk about, I want to beat the Packers when they're healthy. I don't want, I, I just want to beat the Packers healthy or not. Right. <laughs> if, <laughs> I don't care if they're healthy. It doesn't matter. It's still a W and that's, that's all we need at the end of the day. Let me ask you guys this question though. Going into this game today with Daniel Jones being the quote unquote running quarterback, does that not scare the hell out of you after what we've seen against 
scrambling quarterbacks yeah. going all the way back to Mariota in the preseason. I mean, the him his his mobility it it, it worried me in. He's not as good as Fields from a mobility perspective, but he can actually throw the ball pretty well. And mm-hmm. that that he's he's still a dual threat, and he's he's a great running quarterback. But uh, when you have, I, I keep saying this, but when you have a running quarterback, you really really want to play zone. You don't want to play man press man because your your corners backs are to the quarterback then, and that gives him all kinds of space to run in. Where you play zone, you can keep your eyes on the quarterback. And when you have a running quarterback, you tend to play zone, and then when you have a good guy who can pass, all of a sudden he can start picking you apart. So it's there's a heck of a threat that, that you know, that kind of athletic quarterback presents. And, um, I, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the one that's probably the best at – he has the best scheme and everything else at, at utilizing his, his capabilities. Um, but if I bet if you put uh, Daniel Jones in that Kansas City offense, he'd probably be a lot better than he is today, with even with the Giants at 7-2. and two. Didn't we play a lot of man today? We've been playing a lot of man lately, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, it, there was a lot of man today. Yeah. And I think the Lions had to do that because they were putting so many men in the box to stop Barkley. Yeah. Which which worked to perfection. Yeah. But I think yeah. Early in the year, if we had played the Giants in the first 2-3 games, I think Daniel Jones on the feet on his you know, on the ground would have murdered us. Same with the Bears. But I think you know, we kind of got it out of our system with Hurts and then you know, we've watched the defense adjust. We've watched Hutch adjust. How many times do we see him break inside super hard on a play fake and then the quarterback or whoever just runs right around him? That's yep. not happening anymore. Yep. So that's that's we're seeing growth. And so I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lions fans, we need to learn how to win, you know. I mean I mean you gotta trust your eyes. This ain't the same defense that to go, you know? Yep. I just I still have that tendency to, to, to hold on to the past. Like, don't do this to me again. <laughs> you're, you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Mark, we're going to roll. we got a bunch of calls for trying to try to bang their way in here. But uh, thank you, brother, for calling. I appreciate you. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. Love you guys. Thank you. Love you too, brother. All right. Get another one here. Here we go. Hey, caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? Cool. Hey, this is Thunder C, and I promise I'll be good. Oh, thank you so much. So it's Thunder See You Next Tuesday, Smith. Uh, I appreciate you not getting <laughs> yeah, us demonetized. That's right. <laughs> How you doing, bro? I will not get you demonetized, I promise. <laughs> doing great, man. I'm about eight beers deep. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't planning on drinking this much, but, man, that was a fun game. Yeah. Oh my God, it was this, and this is one I I I didn't have any. I don't want to say I didn't have any fear, right? But I was not in that. This is going to go bad situation for some reason today. I didn't have that. They're gonna they're gonna f it up. They're gonna lose this game. They're gonna find a way to to choke it. Out. I don't know why. I don't know why because I, I you I know feel what it so much. I actually felt the same way, and I thought you know this this is a game that we can win. Uh, this is a game that we're not supposed to win, but we've been kind of, uh, we've been on the upline, up you know what I mean? Yep. Like our defense has been playing pretty well. Our offense has struggled, but we've done well in the past. So, you know, this was a winnable game and man, we showed that we could win this, you know? Yep. Yep. Did you hear about, uh, so, so this is my question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. This is my question. My the thing I'd like to talk about is actually the coaching staff and Dan Campbell's maturity as a game manager. I've noticed things 
obviously like him taking the points finally when <laughs> when <laughs> the points need to be taken. And I, and I just feel like he is, he, we can see him along with the players growing. Um, and, and I think, you know, all of us want him to be successful. And at the beginning of the year, I'll be honest, a lot of us thought, man, maybe he's not the guy, you know, a bunch of coaching, you know, full pause and a bunch of decisions that probably weren't the best, but I'm seeing growth there. And I just kind of wanted to know what you guys think. Oh, I'm yeah. The growth has been immeasurable. It's kind of crazy, actually. You can measure three wins in a row. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, (laughs) but I mean, he really has changed the way that he looks at the game and there aren't too many coaches where you can like pinpoint that sort of change, that sort of attitude adjustment where, you know, cause you, you kind of named it, right? So we're, we're down close in their end zone, fourth and two. I feel like week one through four, one through five, Dan Campbell's going for that. He's saying yeah, we're not supposed it, to win right? this game. We, we need to score as many points as we possibly can. And sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. Uh, I, and I think it, I don't remember which game at this point, uh, but them not taking points cost them the game. Mm-hmm. Cost us a better opportunity at winning Absolutely. the game, let me say. Yep. And he learned from that, and now we're seeing the benefits, where three points is nothing to scoff at in a situation where you know it's a wind bowl down there that field goals are hard to come by, so it's basically touchdowns or bust. And, you know, it, the growth has been... Insane. I arguably that's the biggest takeaway I have from 2022 so far, which is kind of a weird take to have. And, but. and I agree, same. And I think uh, I think when I look at everything that's happened since the buy, I feel like Dan Campbell's self reflection and looking at okay, what am I doing to either help or hurt the team has been the biggest difference in why we have won three in a row. Correct. I mean, we literally went from a guy that said, my decisions are always correct. It's you guys that aren't <laughs> like, aren't getting it done for me. Yeah. Oh if you guys played better, my decisions would have got us a win. I was the to, best call ever in the Super Bowl. Don't forget. Best call in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl mm-hmm. to a guy that says, maybe, maybe it's me. And just like in most relationships, if you have somebody that's willing to do that, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, it's important. It really is. Oh, Dan, why did that resonate so hard with me, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just had a quick fix up in the background here. Oh, man. All right. So um, did you guys hear Stafford with a, another concussion? Is it's official another concussion? I think it's as official as it's going to get. Oh, they need they need to shut him down. Yeah. They I tweeted about this, but yep. if you can't, your quarterback can't get concussions back to back like that, and you leave mm-hmm. them in. I mean, their offensive yep. line is a disaster. They at this point, the Rams need to go, and it's weird for them because they don't want to go into a tank mode because they have nothing to gain by it, uh, really. But they kind of need to shut him down. There's Cups a- gone. Yeah, you know his his main weapons gone. I don't know what you do. I'm sure Kelly Stafford's going to be freaking the heck out. Yeah, if for the, for that team, I mean, it, 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 and I hate to say this in the NFL, but it truly is now about draft picks. Just 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 shut down mm-hmm. uh, Matthew Stafford for for his own health. I mean, if we talk about player safety, this is yep. Sean McVay. This is it. 
LA Rams, this is it. Do you guys, do you walk the walk and talk the talk? Um, but we're here with a Lions win, right? We're here to talk about a Lions win. <laughs> Matthew said, it's still, you know, well, still, still relevant. Still but, relevant. Hey. We're here to talk about the Lions getting the first overall draft pick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Sammy. We're here to talk about the Lions first overall draft pick. Now for the, for, for the Rams to shut it down. Right. I mean, it's not going to help them so much in the first round, but after that, definitely. Right. I mean, it's definitely what they need. And, um, (laughs) You, you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine yesterday, as a matter of fact, that the, the trade for Stafford looked one sided after the Rams won the Super Bowl. But if the Lions walk away with a top five draft pick from the Rams this year, it's probably the most even trade I've ever seen as far as value to value. Winning a Super Bowl is obviously number one. Mm-hmm. So the Rams 100% got what they wanted out of this trade. Yep. Yep. But the Lions, you know, we're never going to win a, a Super Bowl with Stafford uh, here the way it was. Um, and getting a top five pick from the Rams is an insane benefit yep yep i don't and i'm not gonna it can, it can be an incredible oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't interrupt no, but i'm just saying it can be an incredible value for both teams at the same time one of the few trades that actually are and this is this is what it is for us yep yep and it, 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 a couple things one it builds so much credibility for brad holmes and so does the hawkinson trade to be able to mm-hmm. trade within your division and do that. The the world is his oyster now. He they know he's not out there scamming people. They know they can work a, a good deal with him. The whole the thing, and we said it from the beginning with the Stafford trade, you cannot tell on day one. You can't tell at the end of year one. It's gonna take a couple years to figure out who quote unquote won the trade. And when did they win it? Last year, absolutely the Rams won. They 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 won the trade. They they won the Super Bowl. That's that's the ultimate goal, like Andy was saying. But this year wow, we're going to get a hell of a draft pick. We've got what could potentially be our quarterback. We'll talk about that. I mean, he doesn't have to be, but we've got a guy that's taken us to a point where people are talking about um, the potential for a wild card here this year, which would just set, I would set me a light. I know that. (laughs) But we're not even going to go to that part yet. And then the draft picks and then next year, uh, I, I just, I just think that, you know, after next year, we're going to be in a spot where we're like, you know what? We're winning right now. We're in the playoffs. We won that trade because Matthew Stafford, I, here's the thing for them. They wanted, I don't think just one Super Bowl. I think, you know, and, and McVay's talked about it. He's got yep. his core. He's got Cup. He's got Donald. He's got Stafford and himself. And as long <laughs> as they have that core, he's going to stay and continue coaching and do his thing. Um, if Stafford in this situation, and I'm not, uh, you know, look, Kelly has a voice in it. We've talked about that. If you're, if you want to stay in a long-term relationship, uh, <laughs> you, your, your, your partner has a voice in that, yeah. in, in those decisions. If Stafford has to say, maybe it's me, I'm, I'm hitting my head on the ground too much. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I've already made $500 million and, uh, maybe spending quality time with my kids, not in a brain fog. Yep is uh is worthwhile yeah yeah for sure hey you know what i will say is kelly no matter what you want to say about her she's a down-ass chick man she just <laughs> she just wants her man to be good and i appreciate her for that and we can like put the politics aside you know what i mean there you go there you go <laughs> <laughs> all right my man we're gonna let you go we got a bunch of people that are trying to call in we're gonna we're gonna keep at it okay hey thanks you guys i appreciate your time yeah, thank you appreciate you brother be good all right Get in, get another call right on the right on the cusp of that one. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Hey, it's Travis, and I'm about six beers deep. And I want you guys to answer this question for me: 
why can't Jared Goff do it for us? And why can't Jared Goff win us a Super Bowl? And uh, I'll let you guys uh, on, uh, let you guys deal with that one, and I want to hear your response. So go Lions, and like and subscribe, and I'll get you. <laughs> All right. I thank you, it. Travis. I love, I love, I love you, it. brother. Thank you. <laughs> so let me, let, me, let me go first on Yeah, this. yeah, go for let it. Me go run, first. Run, run, run. I think Jared Goff could. I think that Jared Goff is 100% a systems quarterback. We've talked about it. Jared Goff, you're not plugging him into any team and he's going to win. But you could make a very solid argument that when healthy, this offense is about as good of an offense as he's been a part of talent-wise um, ever. Yeah. You know, once Jam- Jamo gets out there, uh, once you know Swift hopefully starts looking like Swift again, um, you know, it's – it's a complete possibility, especially with Ben Johnson's play calling. I mean, he's getting it done for us right now in a way that Stafford didn't really ever win games like this for us, where he threw for, you know, like under 200 yards and just was a game manager and got it done when we needed to get it done. And Jared Goff is not a sexy quarterback, and that's going to be the biggest issue people are going to have with him here is that there are going to be times where he doesn't look super great and he he never has really high highs to offset his low lows whereas a Stafford will throw a 70-yard bomb or you know uh, uh Mahomes will run around in the back of the pocket and escape five tackles and throw a touchdown to offset some of the bad stuff that that happens when you have quarterback play because everybody has bad quarterback play mm-hmm. But it just makes it harder for people to stomach cough, I think. I think if you look at the numbers, I think getting rid of him at this point would be a mistake. I don't think drafting a replacement, especially if we're picking top five and someone's there, is a bad idea. But I also don't, you know, if they decide to hang on to golf, I wouldn't be bummed at all. Hey, caller, we'll get with you in one second. I got to do my answer now on this one, then we'll get to you here. Um, I'll tell you, why can't golf be the guy? It's a Lions thing. I think Jared Goff came to the most difficult possible place he could have landed. And it's it's due to his inconsistency. You're right. He's he's a system quarterback. That's fine. But he has a lot of skill. He wouldn't be where he is. He wouldn't have been in the Super Bowl with the Rams if he wasn't a skilled quarterback. They used to do that with Belichick and Brady. System guy, system guy, system guy. Well, he's a pretty good quarterback too, right? So I think I think there's some good. The problem with Goff is he absolutely needs people around him, but so does Stafford, right? I mean, we, we saw that. Stafford didn't have people around him in Detroit. You put people around him in L.A., takes him to a Super Bowl and wins it. So every quarterback needs people that can catch the ball around him. You can't have Chris, be throwing a Chris Durham, okay? So you yeah. have that. The biggest problem with Goff is the Goff in Detroit, the inconsistency and the trust issues in Detroit. Lions fans, not for any reason that's bad, don't trust the team. You talk about, I mean, today was different for me. We talked about it earlier. You'd be ahead in the fourth quarter, and you're just waiting for the bottom to fall out as a Lions fan. Lions fans don't trust the team. They don't have enough experience with a team that can be trusted, that they can rely upon. Hey, you had a bad game. Hey, we were 9 and nine and 8, right? Hey, we didn't quite make it, but we were predictable. We know what we're doing. We don't have that in Detroit. We haven't had it. And it's it's part of that learning how to win as fans. It's kind of learning how to be fans of a team that's on its way up and that that has repeatable. He's been 
inconsistent. And that inconsistency drives people nuts. And it reinforces that sense that Lions fans have. I think Jared Goff, if he can, if his players can come and not be injured, if they can, if they can make the season and we can have those kind of players, I mean, all of a sudden Jamos of, of, you know, available for the season, right? You have a, a receiver out there, you know, you're not, you're not missing shark as much, which didn't miss him all day today, but I mean, it's, 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 it's a different thing for him. And I think having enough and the right weapons for him are what's going to make Jared Goff potentially be the guy. Um, it's the inconsistency, though. The inconsistency is going to kill him and, and the trust from fans. And I think the, the, the fans, they have a voice in that front office. You wouldn't. One of the things that I'll tell you, if you, the people didn't talk about in um, it was in Hard Knocks was when they talked about Rodrigo jersey sales. Right. Yep. It just tells you how much they pay attention, not just to the sales, oh, yeah, yeah, to what fans think and say. They they understand. They feel it. Sheila feels it, right? And I know the football guys are making football decisions, but what's going on in the city and what's going on with sales all are indicative. And that's the thing that's going to be the hardest piece for Jared Goff to overcome, besides being the guy after the guy. Yeah. I, think, I think that's the, the the Jared Goff story, and and I hope and, he can overcome it. Yeah, and I, we, we talked about it at the beginning of the year that this was a make or break year for Jared Goff. Because we knew he needed weapons around him to function, and he had them. You know, at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, he had them. And what did we see? We saw a ludicrous offense <laughs> <laughs> the first couple of weeks of the year. And then guys started kind of slowly getting dinged up. We lost Shark. We lost Reynolds. We lost Amon Ra for a couple games. Swift doesn't look the same now. And we're starting to see Jared Goff kind of come back down from that. But I think that's also something we need to take into account is that, you know, he's playing with Tom Kennedy and Khalif Raymond as, you know, two and three options and Brock Wright as his tight end now, you know, (laughs) and uh, it's, we have to temper a little bit, but yeah, he's still, he's going to be divisive no matter what. Hey guys, I'm just really quick. And and, and we're coming to you right now. Call. I just was a D snuts in, uh, Nuts. in the chat says <laughs> we need a Mike Furry interestingly enough you mentioned that if you remember Mike Furry he'll be on our show he'll be on our St. Jude show he's going to be uh, ah. coming in he's got some, some fun stuff with him and it's a hell of a story so uh, definitely you guys are going to want to see that not just a former lion but there's a whole lot of stuff going on with him in his life it's, it's really interesting hey caller what's your name how much have you had to drink hey it's Jamie from Montana Jamie hey. Mr. Pie in the face guy Yes, sir. I was going to call so, you Friday, brother, quick. but my son came home from school. He surprised me. Oh, that's all good. I was, I passed out. I had a 24-hour flu or something. I Oof. think I slept for 14 hours. Yeah. So, but, um, Go ahead. Real, real quick, this is what winning feels like, huh? <laughs> this is like convincing win feels like, right? Yeah. I know. This is crazy. You guys are talking about all the player growth. Well, there's other growth going on around the Lions fans, too, that we should be talking about, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to all start wearing sweatpants when we're watching Lions games. No more tight jeans. Not just on Thanksgiving, either. (laughs) (laughs) Who's wearing pants? Come on. (laughs) What do you got for us, Jamie? While you guys were talking, one thing I just want to push in real quick and say, 
if Goff is nothing more than a game manager and he can give us the occasional highlights, I would much rather take what we got now winning games than, you know, going back to what it was before where we had one of the elite quarterbacks, but we just had no trust right now, whatever this is, this team feels like it's on the cusp of something with the Mm -hmm. momentum and the way the players are playing and the drafting looks like somebody knows what they're doing in the front office when it comes to drafting. So if they make a choice to draft a quarterback, I think as Lions fans, don't read too much into it and just trust it and let it play out. You know, it could be a Rogers Favre thing where you've got a great backup waiting until the contract's over with Goff, and when that's done, he might be too might be too pricey to resign, so they just let him walk. And then that, and then we jump into our our rookie quarter. Well, probably second or third year by then, but that's that's kind of where I see it playing out at. You know. I like your point about this team is kind of built purposefully and it is working. It so far it's working, you know, recently. So we, we still have a lot of games left to go this year to really see, but I think there is something to that. And I hadn't really thought about the fact that if you're winning with golf and everybody in the locker room likes golf and trusts golf, can you really slap arguably the most important player on your offense in the face by drafting somebody without maybe causing I don't think so. pe- people in the locker room yeah. to get a little miffed? That, that's that's I mean, an interesting thought. I'll have to I'll have to think about that a little bit more. But I like that point. Well, that is Jared's confidence. Right now, he knows there's nobody behind him, and if you draft quarterback, will let us young whoever. And you say, oh, don't worry, you're, you're the man. He could have the kind of reaction that Rogers had with Love or Favre with Rogers, or he can completely wilter, wilt, and then we have no quarterbacks because we're throwing a rookie in, and then we're taking a, a step back a full year in, in building because now we got to build a quarterback up because golf lost his confidence. Yep, yep. But... And Steve-O, he brings it right here. Kansas City did it, and it worked for them. And that's, what well, they had Alex Smith, right? Yep. And they pulled up Mahomes, who yep. they they got him after Biscuit, right? Because Trubisky was the hot top, hot product. That- <laughs> Sorry, I just love rubbing that into <laughs> Chicago fans. Um, so, and then he turned out great. I think you got something different, though, with, with Alex Smith, right? I mean, if just from a, a psychological perspective. And look. That's something to think about, though, whether, you know, you hurt somebody psychologically or not. Right. And and what they can perform. You got to go all in if you're going to do that. You just if you're going to do that, you have to go yep. all in and know that you're getting a Patrick Mahomes and not one of the less than 30 percent of drafted quarterbacks that make it. And, you know, it's a weird spot. People talk about being in purgatory with quarterback. You've got the exact, you know, number 15 quarterback in a 32 quarterback league. There's only 14 people better than that guy. <laughs> it's a small margin of people. Improving there is really, really, really tough, and um, that's gonna sure. that's gonna be that's where it's gonna be uh, 
be nuts to see how this plays out. This is, I think this is the slippery slope. And that's why I'm not all about take a quarterback this year or you got to take one next year. I'm about when's the right guy showing up when we have the capital to get the right guy. And, and, and look, every year there's the, this is the guy, this is the number one quarterback this year. Doesn't make him the best quarterback. It doesn't mean he's going to work out as a quarterback, right? Is he the guy that works for you? Is he the guy that you are absolutely hot on? And if so, go to town, go to town and get him. Right. Sounds good. I, I like that. Chris, just reach out to me when you get a chance, brother. I got, I'm going to let you guys go. I'm sure you got other callers coming up. Yes, sir. I'm off this week. So I will get to you maybe even tomorrow. Okay, sounds uh, good. Talk to you later, guys. Right, go Lions. Yeah, go Lions. We'll see you. All right. A little bit of live stream for one there. <laughs> so so, so- Bl- Blaine Carpenter in chat said, we don't ask Goff to do anything special. He throws screen passes, handoff, run play action. There could be a lot of QBs who fit that job description for less money. And I agree that that is what he's asked to do here. <laughs> but I don't know if I agree that just any old QB could do what Goff is doing. Because this is a Goff offense. And if you don't think that your quarterback has a really big say in how the offense is ran and what they do to score the foot, you know, and, and, and do everything, then you just need to look at the Rams last year. So as soon as Stafford got into that, that building, it was a Stafford offense. It wasn't a McVay offense yeah. anymore. It yeah. still had some McVay isms, but it was a Stafford offense. Yeah. And I think we shouldn't discount what that does you know like when Peyton Manning went to the Broncos you know Peyton Manning's a really great quarterback but he didn't have the physical tools anymore and he took that team to a Super Bowl because of his ability to read a defense his ability to get into the QB room and make a difference and Peyton Manning hit a hard road in college he lost the Heisman to uh, Woodson I mean he got stomped by Michigan he was I mean he just was always the 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 bridesmaid and never the bride until finally his senior year and then he popped out and kind of became the guy but it was his was an interesting kind of step up because he was always I heard, okay. I heard he popped out in the locker room with that trainer lady uh, let's move on <laughs> hey caller what's your name how much have you had to drink <laughs> Yeah, I actually had some uh, ginger ale today, not just a gallon of water. Q! Q! <laughs> How you doing, man? How's life, man? Oh, it's good, right? Isn't this what you want? I don't know what to think. I don't know how to feel right now. This is this is amazing. <laughs> now, I will say, I'm off the whole, we got to get rid of golf train. I mean, we can win with golf, that's fine. But also, when we say, why can't golf win us a Super Bowl? Because golf can't go win a game. Like, golf can't make a play to win a game when we need it. He just doesn't. So I don't know. I don't know that he can't. He just doesn't do that. Like even that, today, if, if if the defender drops that, I don't know if it's a linebacker or the safety. If he drops that, he drops that pick. If he catches that pick, it's a different game. Yeah. So it just he just yeah. makes those mistakes at inopportune times. Yeah. But, but that's uh, that's a really interesting thought, Q. Because I like, you know, just the phrasing of it is perfect in my opinion. So. Why can't Jared Goff win us a Super Bowl? It's because Jared Goff can't win any games by himself anyway. The Lions have to win the Super Bowl. Jared Goff is on the Lions team that wins the Super Bowl. And, and <laughs> I, think, I, I like that. And and, and I'll, I'll I'll flip it. I mean, you you had um, why can the the Green Bay Packers only win one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers? Well, because you got guys like Aiden Hutchinson who can pick him off. 
right? And and, and happened today to Jones, right? They they it's it's a thing to throw interceptions. That's what some of the, you know Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl throwing the most inter- tied for the most interceptions in the season last year. You can do it. It, it does. You have to have the team. And the thing that I think is going to be the most interesting about where this Lions team goes is, you know, how, how if we build the team and we surround the team and that team does get us to that point, then we win with a quarterback who doesn't win the MVP. Maybe it's I'll just make a corner. Jerry wins the MVP because I love Jerry. and He deserves it. Um what do we do? do? Do we have to trade him because it wasn't the quarterback that won the Super Bowl for us? Right. I mean, I, I just I'm, I'm I'm OK with having the, you know, only 14 guys better than your quarterback in the whole world. I think I, because you can win with that and with the rest of the team. And I think if he's only that good, he only commands so much money. It's almost like having a quarterback with a supermodel wife. He doesn't have to drag you up for uh, as many dollar bills when it comes contract time. <laughs> I, 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 again, I'm, it's a, there's this isn't this is just off the cuff, right? But Goff can be the guy. I don't know that he is. I'm not convinced, and, and this is the, this is the hardest part, right? Um, but he can be, and, and 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 it goes. It even goes back to what I what I said about uh, earlier: the trust in the team. Have they earned it? And and every time this inconsistent piece pops up, you're like, I'm out. But then you see something where the team yeah. won it today. The team won it. He only was 160 yards. We said 140, something like that. He didn't have a stellar day, but the team won the game and they won. They scored 31 points. Mm-hmm. You know what, though? I'll say this. And we all know I, nobody has a more hurt face than me when we go. <laughs> I think we've established that in these five years. So I want to win. But I will say this, and I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm happy we won. I want to keep winning. I don't care who the quarterback is, but I will say this. We always say Jared Goff got the ramps for the Super Bowl. What happened in that Super Bowl that was in Atlanta? It was a tight defensive game. Tom Brady made a play. Jared Goff didn't. And that's the difference in winning a Super Bowl and not winning a Super Bowl. So also look at it like look at today. Our running game was moving. And because the running game was moving, the play action was moving. And he's a play action quarterback. But in the games where we can't run and there's no play action, B button, fumbling the ball, bad interceptions. So I just think, yes, this is the perfect – if we could play this way, we can win with golf. But if we get put in a situation where golf has to go make something happen, he just does not. Nope. We can't get ourselves in that position. We can't. Not. And, and the Lions right. used to always get themselves in that position. I think that's one thing we've been trained to expect is, you know, the, the Stafford comeback meme, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's what right. it's how we expect to play. And look, you're going to lose some games you can't come back from. Every team will, right? I mean, we watched uh, Philadelphia lose a game they couldn't come back from. Is Philadelphia a bad team? Is is Jalen Hurts a crappy quarterback? Well, no, no. Well, they'll, they'll, they're fine. They had a loss, right. right? They had a loss to a team they shouldn't have lost to. The 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 commodes is not a team that they should have lost to, but they did. It's okay. And I think that's kind of the thing that Lions fans are going to have. We're going to have to kind of settle into is we have a solid team and i think where we wind up is like a, a anywhere from a 10 to 12 win team in a season then we go to the playoffs and we compete and hopefully it works out for us if it all comes together the way it is but if it's solid and 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 we continue to do that isn't isn't that a hundred times better than the the 50 years prior oh definitely and then you definitely. can go then you can get there then and again i i, I don't want to say i i say the whole time 
you're looking for your your quarterback. The whole time you're doing this, you're looking for your quarterback because the guy will show up. But don't just get a quarterback because you have a little bit of capital and you're going to take a flyer, right? Get your guy, the guy you are yeah. absolutely confident is your quarterback. And don't just take flyers and shots because it's better than doing nothing. Because, no, sometimes doing nothing's better than shooting yourself in the foot with a howitzer. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not big on Stroud or Young. Like I'm cool. Like we can. We can skip both of them and just get the best defensive player available. Yeah, Stroud's got a and good arm. Second, the late second pick. The late second. I mean, no, the late first round pick is going to be our actual pick because we're going to keep winning, and we can take Marvin Harrison Jr. There you go. Ooh. There you go. There you go. See, I like the way you think. <laughs> well, yeah, enough being negative. We won victory Monday. Victory uh, Sunday. Let's do it. Be back in Detroit for the Vikings game. Mm. I'm trying to sell my ticket for Thanksgiving and the Jags. So, mm. if you have any you want to donate to the St. Jude, you let me know, my good friend Q. Ah, uh, <laughs> see, I see what you did there. <laughs> Put him on the spot, right? <laughs> All right, man. Be good. Can't Thank you for calling. Can't be screwed in front of the whole line. I know. I, 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 that's why I'm, I'm letting you off the hook now. <laughs> <laughs> be good my man love you later Q alright man have a good day alright we'll see you right, <laughs> oh man we do have tickets that are going up on the uh, on the auction on Friday for New Year's Day so make sure you get those I want to hit Dan's Dan called me out he said I remember when uh, Super Chats were, were, were read on the show and you're right Dan they were I, they, the, the chat's been flying there's been a lot going on I, I missed it I apologize have we found our kicker I'd say so JG look good, looks good. We draft or trade for a young quarterback like Zapier, Matt Jones, question mark. Is Swift committed to the team? Question mark. Love you. Love you too, Dan. And I apologize for missing that. Sam, in. I, I, w- I would say that Kickers looked great. Honestly, he, he's been consistent. Uh, none of his uh, kicks have freaked me out. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say kicker of the future because being a kicker in the NFL is hard. We thought we had a kicker of the future last year. And now he's out of the league. Um, but, you know, as far as Swift goes, ugh, I'm struggling with Swift, man. I'm struggling a lot. Yeah. I think he isn't the same player he was earlier in the year. And you could say that, you know, he's banged up. I thought I read a report last week of somebody saying that he's the healthiest he's ever been as yep. a lion. Yep. But I don't remember where I saw that. I tried to find it today during the game and I couldn't. But... um yeah, he's he's not running for tough yards. He's looking to avoid contact. Um, you know, he's he's making weird decisions that DeAndre Swift wasn't making at the beginning of the year. He was hitting the hole. Uh, you know, he was making the proper cut, and now he's r- running wide when he should have cut it in. He's cutting it in when there was a lane outside. Uh, you know, at the, at this junction, I'm more interested in seeing what you know Williams. <laughs> As uh, on a on a down to down basis, and even you know, Williams has earned the running back one position. Mm-hmm. Oh I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's no question in my mind that he is the RB one. Um, Justin Jackson today, I prevail fan. Oh, by the way, if you if you didn't hear, uh, Brian from I prevail is going to be on the St. Jude show as well. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might maybe maybe we'll get a little acoustic song here. We'll see. We'll see what we can put together. Um, but uh, Justin Jackson out there. Just yeah. killed it today. He's the number one rusher for the Lions. And honestly, like Jeff uh, and I were talking about it really early in the preseason. You know, when we were at a practice looking at it, 
And we didn't know who the number four running back was going to be because like to us, Craig Reynolds was obviously the number three, but Jackson's come out of nowhere. He, he looks, his speed is, has finally translated to his eyes, which we, we didn't see mm-hmm. until the last couple games, but now he's hitting the hole properly. He's got tons of speed. He's got really great contact balance. And we saw a lot of that today where, you know, another running back might go down in that scenario and he bounces it up. And, uh, I mean, stuff like that's just so exciting that you're getting quality reps out of people that maybe don't generally give quality reps. Yep. And that means one of two things. That means that Brad Holmes is really good at drafting and is picking all the right guys or that the coaching staff really is maximizing the talent that they have. And both of those scenarios are <laughs> really good for Lions fans. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? It's Floyd, the Flyhead Condor, a pot of coffee, and a uh, Stone Tangerine Express. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> we got a good groove. Got a good groove going. How you doing, brother? What do you got for us? <laughs> I'm feeling great. I want you guys know you're some of my favorite voices in fandom for the Detroit Lions. Oh, thank thank you. you, man. That's really kind of you. Appreciate and, that. And uh, uh, no worries. Uh, I love listening to you guys. And I, I got a question. Now that we're on this beautiful winning streak, hmm. do you see the culture that they're creating is going to bring in some kind of high end talent in the off season? I think between the culture and the salary cap, we're going to bring in some high <laughs> high end talent in the off season. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think, you know. There's this, there's this this flow, and it's almost like you you can do the hit, the 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 hill on a roller coaster, right? I mean, the hype after Hard Knocks, and everybody heard it from players, you heard it from TV uh, commentators, you heard it from player, uh, from from you know former players, all saying, "Oh my God, I'd I'd love to play for Dan Campbell. I would go to I would go to work for that staff. Oh my!" And it was like, "Holy cow!" And then we got to this point where things were a little rough. After that Patriots game, you know, we were knee deep in, in this is not going to work and it's all a mess and I hate my life kind of stuff. And, um, Oh, I felt it. Yeah, no, we yeah. all did, right? We're like, holy cow, we bought in. It's, we, you know, won't get fooled again or whatever Georgie <laughs> said. But <laughs> um, it was, it, it was, it was tough. Now we're here with Thor. We're, and, and we're trying, trying not to get too crazy on the other, you know, the other swing of the pendulum here, but we're three wins in. We've seen real improvement, measurable improvement from our coaching staff. Uh, clock management, play calling, whether to go or not. Yeah, all that. We've seen the true progression. We've seen the players. They never gave up. They've been there since the start. We're seeing, we're talking about Justin Jackson. Here's a guy. I don't know. I think any other team sticks with Swift or or 99% of the teams stick, stick with Swift. The Lions are a team where if you grind and you put it out there, you got your grit, you're going to get a chance to play. And that's why yep. you're seeing Justin uh, get the get the get the ball, get the, the the most yards in the day because he's getting the reps because he's out there, he's grinding it, he's playing it, and he wants it. And you're seeing Swift isn't Swift got five five carries. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is what it is. Um, I think players are going to look at that. Players and 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 look, DJ Shark is one that's an example. I mean, he hasn't been stellar this year, but he came in, signed a one year deal, a prove it deal. I think you're going to get a chance with a lot of prove it guys. I think that's going to be there's guys that want to come in and play and think if I had a good coach, I could really do it and I could put my my tops, you know, tape out there. And then you're going to get guys that are just good. 
because they're playing for idiots like Patricia or some other knucklehead out there and they hate life. They hate coming to work every day and they want to come to a place <laughs> where they play, feel valued and they feel that they can do what they do and do mm-hmm. it well. And I, and I think that this is the year we have some money to spend so we can be more selective. We don't just have to take these prove it deals. And um, I just, my, my opinion is this off season, we're going to see a kind of fundamental shift in quality of the players in our team upward. And, um, uh, it's going to be it's 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 only going to make this team better. And then with that Rams first overall pick that we're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know, to me, I'm not super concerned about getting high end free agents. I'm more concerned about those guys that aren't quite scheme fits in their current team. Chris, you kind of alluded yeah. to that when you talked about people that came off of Patricia's teams. But those guys that want to earn it, mm-hmm. that haven't got the opportunity yet and then really take off with that. I mean, we've seen that before, you know, Glover Quinn was one of those guys uh, where like, you know, he was a decent player in Houston, but he really didn't blossom until he came here to Detroit and was really given the opportunity to shine. I think that this staff is probably going to try to find those kind of guys and guys like that are going to want to come here because like we, we said that you have to earn it here. If you want it bad enough and you want to win that you're the guy for here and you'll, you'll get that opportunity. Yeah. I love a reward based system and not a value on a salary cap based position. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, it's all about, you know, coming in and, and, and performing and being rewarded for performance. And, and that's where, I think a lot of players don't like it. Blaine had said, you know, it's a, it, you know, players like a meritocracy, but I think the piece is good players like a merit- meritocracy, and those are the players you want to attract. So I think that it's it's the right piece. Um, but there's a lot of players that wind up, you know, your Jamie Collins of the world show up for something that's not necessarily a meritocracy. They, they a nepotocracy or whatever <laughs> is their is their location. So <laughs> I'm making up words over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate it, gentlemen. Love you guys, and uh, I'll catch you on the next show. Appreciate you, man. Thanks Thank for you, calling sir. in. I, I did like that that caller brought up culture because I don't know if, if we've talked about it enough for how important it is. And I tweeted about it during the game, but the number one rule of the Lions this year is grit. We know that. We see it on hats. We see it on the walls. It's everywhere. And number two is hustle. Yeah. And these last two games have been incredible examples of grit and hustle from everybody. We're not talking about, oh, you know, one guy is really trying out there and he's being let down by others. This is a team wide attitude yep. that we're going to hustle. We see Okwara getting knocked to the ground, getting back up, still getting sacks. We see him running probably 60 yards after quarterbacks. At full speed. Yeah. We see Hutch doing that. We see Aleem working his butt off. You know, the guys in the defensive backfield. Yep. That is culture. And we probably haven't had a culture like that in forever. Maybe early Jim Schwartz years, but I, even then, that was more of a, we're going to hurt you guys. <laughs> hurt you guys out on the field and uh, take dumb penalties. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, okay, yeah, we got your Sandmans. You got your handle in there around Jeeve. It's at Sandman7773 is his Twitter handle. Also, really quick, want to hit up. Um, we've started officially now our St. Jude fundraiser, yearly fundraiser. This year, we're trying to get this over $100,000 total raise. This is our fourth annual. Um, it's gotten larger and larger every year. And we it's thanks to all of you and what you folks give. Um, we're showing $3,745.69 right there. There's actually another $5,000 there, and it's not shown there. It's from Dave Griffiths and um, his good man, Dave, between him and Andy here. Um, they just they just basically threw $7,500 in this pot. So we're actually at $8,745.69 right now raised for St. Jude. We're trying to get to 35 k 34.5. That gets us over $100,000 total raised from all the work you guys have done with this podcast to get some money in there for them, sick kids and their families. And we're trying to do it. Uh, in a way, you know, do something better for the world in a place when, you know, things just people just aren't getting along as well as they used to. And we just want to do some good and kind of bring some warmth. So if you get a chance, you have a couple extra bucks in your pocket. We'd appreciate you going to St. Jude.org slash DLP. St. Jude, St. Jude.org slash DLP. You can go right in. They do PayPal. They do checks, money. Or, no, I don't do checks, but credit cards. <laughs> they do all this stuff, right? Uh, and you can donate three bucks, five bucks, one bucks, bucks, <laughs> one bucks, whatever you got, a thousand, five thousand, whatever you've got, if yeah. you don't mind, help us out, help us get to the goal and help us uh, put some together some Christmas for some sick kids and help some folks who really, really, I mean, at the worst times in their life could use a little hand up and a uh, little, little chance from, you know, to get things a little bit better for them. So we'll get into that. And, and if anything, the Lions fans are, you know, the best in the world and the most generous. And we've mm-hmm. seen it time and time again. And, uh, you know, just one more opportunity to show everybody what we've got. That's right. That's right. All right. Let's see. CJ Stroud is falling. Is falling. The Lions have went to five Florida Gator games this year. Anthony Richardson with the late first. Don, I, I'm, you went to five games. I'm, I'm surprised. I've watched every Gators game. Um of course, my boy is going there. Got the Gator stuff going on. I'm kind of out on AR-15. Um, I just, I, I'm, I don't trust the arm. I don't know that he's going to develop. He's, I love his run, you know, his, his, his mobility and all that. But I think you're going to wind up with a little less than Justin Fields in him. Sorry. I'm a Florida guy, right? And I still have to do that. All right. Um, what I'm curious about is how the team themselves feel about golf. There are times when the defense seems exasperated, exasperated about the offense <laughs> bungling around. And they're trying to keep the game together. I think that's true for for just about any team when the yeah. when the offense is having problems. And you and you can make the same argument about the defense <laughs> that the <laughs> offense did plenty to win a few games and yeah. got zero help. The first couple games of the season, right? They're putting all those points up, and the defense was just turnstiles at every position. Um, Big Wes, he says, if we beat the Bills, I'll buy a, a jug of blue Kool Aid. Here's here's just really quick. Riz and I will have a show on Tuesday of this week. We, obviously, the Thanksgiving holiday is coming, so we're gonna do it a day early. So Tuesday night we'll do our live show. There's no plans to do a post game show on Thursday it's the holiday you know we we typically don't do one i will do a single one person show if the lions beat the bills i'll i will come on and i will go and celebrate the victory with anyone who's not elbows deep in a turkey <laughs> we'll put it together so there you go all right uh give us a call 248-782-8384 248-782-8384 get your call on the show we'll talk to you about uh, what's going on e dubs 
24. Chris Salmon, we haven't seen the benefits of trading Stafford yet. With JMO still recovering and next year's pick not being used yet, what do you think this year would have looked like with Stafford? Well, I think we wouldn't be in the same spot, for sure. I think the the issue with Stafford was always that he was never bad enough for us to really start a rebuild. He would will us to four or five games, <laughs> you know, a year, basically. Um, and with four to five wins, you're just not picking quite high enough to kind of help your team out and you're kind of just stuck in mediocrity. I think that we're in a rebuild now. And I think year one with golf where things just didn't come together, kind of assisted that. But I think, I don't know how we would look with Stafford worse. Cause he's had, he has two concussions. So I really worry about where we would be because last year Stafford would have made last year's, players look better than they were. I think Stafford covered up a lot of flaws in our wide receiver core. I think Stafford last year may have seen enough and wouldn't be here this year if he was playing for the team. I mean, because they did sign him to an extension and they would have had it done that last year, the Lions. I don't know that the Lions would have been able to sign him. I I think he would have seen what was going on last year and said, this place is going nowhere. And uh, I'm just, I'm calling it a career. I I really do believe he would have just kind of shut it down at that point. So, um, yeah, David, I, I don't care what I would like with Stafford. I've moved on. I'm I'm, I'm with you. I'm not as I'm not as worked out about uh, worked up about him. He it's it's a great comparison now to see what Stafford doing where versus where we are, and it's just something you know. It's an interesting point, but it it where we are now is where we are now, and you know, he, he other than giving us a draft pick and improving it, his play doesn't matter that much. And then I have a, a bet on him to get the most interceptions for a season again. Kirk <laughs> Cousins is getting destroyed. I'll tell you that much. Her cousin yep. is getting just absolutely wrecked. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Yo, this is uh, this is your boy Colin. Hey, what's hey. up, man? Finally, finally got through. Uh, <laughs> quite a few. We had to celebrate this win. So yeah, yeah. So what do you? Where, where would you? Where did you watch the game today? Just uh, with uh, one of the guys you met before, one of those guys that we, we hung out with Miller's at. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The comedy crew. Went to his place <laughs> and uh, comedy crew. Had a few drinks, few laughs, quite a few laughs, obviously. <laughs> yeah, Colin's friends are some of the funniest uh, people I've ever like, met. <laughs> and it's always brutal. It's, yeah, we, <laughs> it's like being at a Friars Club roast. It's, it's incredible. And, and and yeah, always good. So, what's up, man? What did you see out there today? What do you do? You believe? Ooh, I do. I think I do, man. I mean, at this point, three straight. The way they won today, I, I know the Giants were, you know, a, a sort of a you know a seven and two fraudulent, but um, the way they performed today in, in such dominant fashion. I mean, the Bills obviously next week will be tough, but moving forward from that with, you know, you got the Jags and, and the Vikings at home after that. Like, I mean, Ford Field is going to be absolutely rocking on Thursday. It's oh, going to be, be probably one of the best atmosphere. One of the best atmospheres I've seen, and you can you can attest to the Sandman since probably that Kansas City game when we were 2-0-1. You couple that with being a Thanksgiving game, coming off three wins, this, I mean, I was surprised, you know, rolling into to the uh, Dolphins game. What were we, one and five at that point? And mm-hmm. it's, 
a dead cello and everybody's loud. And, you know, when we met up before the game and it was like this, this Thanksgiving game is going to be absolutely insane. And we had talked at that point, I, I listed my tickets at a crazy price. Somebody bought them at 400 piece and I found seats in the lower bowl roll six this week for 150 and I was like I can't turn it down <laughs> so I bought, I bought a solo ticket I'm gonna go by myself and sit there and my wife's gonna be at work and it's like I, I cannot miss that atmosphere so no I gotta be there so it's, it's gonna be insane no I, th- I actually I hadn't even started thinking about that yet but when was the last time the Lions were at Thanksgiving on a win streak been forever Oh, I can't remember wow. the last time. You're yeah, right. Colin. It would be that probably, place is going to be nuts. Probably, probably my, probably my first, my first year with season tickets. Caldwell's last year, we lost that game to the Vikings. Um, that would be my second year with tickets. My first year, we would have forget what we did. Did we play the Eagles? Yeah, maybe we beat the Eagles that year. But yeah, it, it would be other than those that you know Caldwell years. Yeah, it would be. This place is going to be nuts. You know, and it's and an I interesting that, thing. Be, yeah, because the Lions are beat up. The Bills are beat up. We're both coming off of really short weeks. The Bills were supposed to yeah. be at home. They had to travel, so they weren't really planning for any of that. Yeah. Now they're going right. to have to come back again. And, you know, all things equal, it's not equal because we're at home with arguably one of the yeah. most raucous crowds. You know, I've been to a bunch of away games. Yeah, it's going to be. Ford Field is always rocking. I would tell you that place is, I mean, I've probably been to 10 or 12 different stadiums and this year is probably the loudest I've heard any stadium. Mm. I mean, granted, you know, you know, going on the road, playing the lions, whatever, a lot, you know, the last five years or whatever that, that in, in opposing teams minds, that's, that's an easy win. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't sell like other, you know, it doesn't sell like other stadiums, but, I mean, I'll tell you right now, this year, I mean, even for a one in five team when we played Miami, that place was bonkers. So I can't imagine like what it's gonna be like for this game. I mean, it's yeah. gonna be insane. Yeah, yeah. So when was you the last time? Man? Oh yeah, I'll be there. All right, I'll, I'll shoot I'll shoot you a message, maybe we can link up. Yeah, I let me know. Tailgates and stuff. Um yeah. I'll be in for Eastern sure. Market to start, and then I got another. I got another one, but uh, yeah, I'll shoot you a message. All right, awesome. All right, Colin. What are we going to ask? Uh, I was. I was. Yeah, I don't know. Do your thing. I'll let you boys go. All right, brother. Be good. <laughs> don't forget, we'll see Colin at uh, Super right, Bowl too. All right, see you later, brother. See you Thursday, Colin. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. All right. There you go. Woo! Yeah, that's that's a great point. How loud the stadium's been, and I mean, it's been hard. I remember. Andy walking out after that Miami game, it was it was it was a sad walk out of that out of mm-hmm. that field, man. <sighs> but and once again, like I feel like people kind of get hung up. They're they're looking at the Giants who are seven and two at the time, right? Saying like, look how good this is. And then you look at the Lions who you know did not start as good, but at the end of the year we might be looking at teams with the same win loss records. Yeah. And does it really matter how you get there? Yeah. If yeah, you get yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. <laughs> and when you think about matter. our strength of schedule, the first half of our season. It was t- second toughest in the, in the, in the league. Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. Yep. That's um, a, you know, that's a tough role for anybody, you know, let alone a team that's 
you know, rebuilding slash reloading. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, slow lights. We have slow lights coming mm-hmm. up, don't we? Yes. Oh, same. There was a question, yeah. a request. Uh, you get a lot of song requests. I know the request was, I'll just play a quick expert excerpt. Could you use the. Because the Lions want a game. That <laughs> <laughs> might be a fun one to slide in there. Yeah. Toss, toss me the sound file. Email uh, it over. All right. I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, can we have a Sandman update on the Thanksgiving game at halftime? Andy's impressions of the game in person. Just a minute or so. Well, Andy does. Yeah, he he's got a lot of, you know, a lot of autographs to sign at halftime. But we'll see. <laughs> my my seat location has has been compromised, and I uh, I've had some uh, people come in and talk to me, and which is awesome, by the way. If you know where I sit, feel free to come say hi to me. Um, but yeah. Yeah, my wrist is always tired after Lions games. The weirdest, especially after wins. You know, the weirdest one was sitting there at the at the Miami game, and you're like, "Hey, look!" And you flip your phone over, and it's like this telephoto shot of you and me sitting there getting creeped on. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "That happens That's a lot." Awesome. I, I, awesome. I get I get DMs and stuff like that, which is funny. But uh, no, actually, I would uh, if that's something you guys would be interested in, 100. percent yeah. I'll uh, I'll take a video. I'll shoot it over to Chris, and he can throw it up on the uh, awesome. wherever he wants to put it. I, I'll put it everywhere, <laughs> and then I'll put it on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> no, it's great. It's it's it's, it's great. I I love love that kind of stuff, Andy. And you, you're you're always so smart about it, and and to be there is always a lot of fun as well. I think um, we've got a lot uh, coming up as well. We talked about Colin going to be at Senior Bowl, Andy Senior Bowl. Uh, we got to we're going to have a giant crew at Senior Bowl this time. I mean, we may have as many people walking down the street. Yeah. <laughs> Snapping the fingers. People are going to know the Lions reporters are coming. What's happening? It's going to be like a West Side story against the Packers reporters. Yeah. <laughs> we need matching fedoras and canes. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Let's see. Lions, they came up. They look good. I think the game uh, against Buffalo coming up looking ahead. Buffalo's, I didn't see what's happened with them yet. I, I completely missed what, what happened in their game today. Um, I have a feeling, though, playing on that turf, it, it just, like we talk about with the injuries, it, they're just going to be a little bit more banged up, a little bit more bumped and bruised, a little bit more pain. Uh, and then they got to turn around four days later, travel again. Uh, you, you got uh, Josh Allen, who's already injured, and he's got that pitcher's injury. Um, and I'm just hoping he had to throw a whole lot of passes today because the only way to heal that is to not th- not use it, not throw passes. So, uh, um, us coming in high, uh, the, t- <laughs> the 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 Bronco or, or Bills having you know the whole snow thing, having to travel when they weren't weren't supposed to, all the the mental rush of you know you get the Bills mafia shoveling driveways for players and everything. Just the the whole all the press and hype and everything around all that. I just think that this four day turn is going to make this a lot more difficult. I, I feel like the lions are, as uh, Ron Jeeves says, I think they're going to give the bills a run, not going to get boat raced. This is probably one of the best chances uh, that we had. No, Buffalo's not staying in Detroit golden. They actually said they're going back. So um, it's, it's yeah. more travel. So, and, and we, we could even talk about how, you know, Josh Allen and the bills are kind of similar to the giants offense. It's a much better offense, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Allen's much better than Daniel Jones. They they're similar, 
but Josh Allen's a, a better you know version. spicy plus plus version of Daniel Jones. <laughs> and then they, you know, same thing. Their wide receivers are are better overall. But I think there's a benefit for the Lions for that too, in that they already have that game plan in place. The game plan probably won't be that different. They're going to put the onus on Josh Allen to throw the football. Yep. They're not going to let them run it. They're going to try to contain Josh Allen in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they can do that, because they've, you know, basically this will be their third week in a row running the, the same defensive scheme for the most part. Yep. You know, that's pretty invaluable. You know, these guys are going to be pretty up on it. Yep. Um, Cowboys up by 20 points at the half over uh, Kirk Cousins and the, the Vikings. Is this, yeah, this looks like everybody in the division is going to lose this week except the Detroit Lions. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far? You talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking hey. to you. All right. How you guys doing? Good, good. good. How you doing, it's man? been a while. Yeah, it's uh, Brad out in California. Um, hey, Brad. Since we're on the record, I haven't had anything to drink. <laughs> okay, good, dude. Like I said, it's it's we're not we're not you know advising people to take part. <laughs> it's helping us know just kind of what we're dealing with. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I'll keep it. I just wanted to call in. Uh, it's been a while, but uh, uh, how about Jamal today? I only caught uh, uh, just clips of the game here and there because I was doing work around the house. But man, that dude is just you know delivering, and um, you know just a couple things. I want to you know save some time for you guys you know to wrap up, and then also get you know a couple of the regulars on the call. But. Uh, how about that? And then also, you know, what's the confidence level going into next week? Because, I mean, we're on a roll and I'm feeling pretty good. You know, three weeks in a row, you know, I can just uh, uh, wake up Monday morning and feel good about the work week. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, yeah. I'll tell you the one thing about Jamal that hasn't been really talked about a whole lot. And this is going to, I'm going to poke a little scab for some folks. So just, just, just breathe deep. Um, he doesn't fumble the ball. <laughs> and I know he did the one at the goal line. I know. So let's not, uh, let's not freak out. Yeah, yeah. But when we're running a four minute offense and we're trying to kill the clock, you can give it to him and you're likely to get decent yardage and you know, he's not going to cough it up. That is such a huge asset to have. Uh, Jamal has brought, you know, more than his three touchdowns today, more than, you know, his, his kind of moving to the, to the, the, our running back number one, right? The fact that he doesn't fumble is just incredibly, incredibly positive and so, so important about what he brings to this team and probably doesn't get it enough, especially because, like I said, the one, right? Everyone remembers the one. But um, the fact that he holds the ball like that is just such an asset. Makes him so, so powerful for us. And we need to talk about his consistency. He's the most consistent running back we have on our roster by a long shot. You almost never see Jamal yeah. Williams taking loss, you know, on runs. Uh, he's at, at a minimum getting you one or two. And, you know, like we see it with Swift where he gets caught in the backfield for a loss of three, loss of four. It just happens. But not with Jamal. He's just incredibly consistent. When you have a running back who's consistent like that, you can count on them. Yeah. There's a reason he scored 12 touchdowns this year. And it's because they know they can count on him in the in the short yardage goal line scenarios to get tough yards and also hold on to the football, except for that one time. Except the one time. He's always falling forward. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. man! All right, exactly. <laughs> I gotta don't jinx him, well, Chris from uh, Steve-O. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> oh man! So what do you think? All right, what, guys, I'm gonna let you guys go. All right, brother, be well. Right. Thanks for calling Have in. Everyone. All right, we'll see you, man. You too. <laughs> all right. Woo! Got a lot. Oh, 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 oh! Gosh, <laughs> it's I've got cue cards. <clears throat> <laughs> Hey, you know, when you're when you're out there doing things you're going to do anyway, like shopping at Amazon, <laughs> especially with Black Friday coming up, go to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com instead of just plain old Amazon.com. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com goes, gets you right to the site, sets just a little cookie in your browser and lets them know we sent you there, and they take a little bit of money out of Bezos' pocket and drop it into ours. doesn't cost you any more. It just helps fund the show and all the stuff we do, like all the stuff, Senior Bowl and everything else we do uh, during the show. Uh, appreciate you doing that, uh, especially this time of year. It's uh, it's really helpful. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. And it's the same for all your merchandise, whether it's a, a, a Pistons jersey, University of Michigan, or Ohio State hot jerseys this week. Get your Lions jerseys. Three wins, baby. Get your Hudson's jersey. Wear it to the Ohio State game. Let's do whatever. Get a Wings jersey and wear it to a basketball game. Go crazy. Go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com great way to do something you were going to do the great gifts great merchandise great all kinds of cool stuff there and uh, it helps support the show in the same way that the amazon was to, does as well fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com um o-line yeah david you know what it's so, i was thinking about this during the game and then i completely gapped on it while we're doing the show the o-line has been fantabulous and we're rotating so many guys through um we talk about them so much but here we are in this point when it i mean it really makes a difference what they're doing in and out evan brown goes out next man up just step in and, and, yep. and do it uh skip out there skip's hilarious the, the thing about him like I, I love like just his personality, like his the, the the aura about him. But no matter what's happening, when it's a social video or whatever, Skip's always in the background. Like if no matter what, also he'll just kind of roll by the background. He's always like a background, like a, a he's like the the what do they call that? The background players or like the like like the different shows. The I don't know whatever. He's he's always in the background. Always just kind of finds his way in, um, hustling his butt out there. Good stuff from Skip. Love him. Love what he's bringing. And the rest of the O line. These guys are these guys are killing it, man. Jared Goff needs those guys to perform, and they've they've been giving him the very very best. Yes, zero sacks today against the highest blitzing rate team in the NFL, and they they crushed it. Yeah. Everybody crushed it as far as blocking goes. I, you know, this team as a whole is fantastic at run blocking. Yep. And, and even pass blocking, you know, for the most part, that's just offensive linemen. But we saw Khalif Raymond spring some Jamal Williams runs on crackbacks and like that dude's like five foot four. Yeah. You're getting, getting in there, getting dirty. An extra. That's what I was looking for. Skips like an extra in every every video they got out there. Hey, uh, caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? Caller? Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you, hey. man. Hello? You talking to me? Okay. Uh, this is, this is uh, hi. Uh, this is Andy from uh, Spring Lake. And uh, tell you what, I am super, super um, pumped with what I'm seeing out of not just the, the coaching staff and the camaraderie I'm seeing with these guys, the 
the uh, the poise, the, the the maturation I'm seeing. But um, the one thing I, I'm, I'm really really loving is our offensive line is dominating. They are start. They are grown men taking the, taking taking the bull by the horns and saying this game's ours and we're gonna you put it on our shoulders and and that's what we've been waiting to see consistently in the last few weeks we've seen it yep yeah no absolutely absolutely i i i i, I want to argue but i can't i don't really want to <laughs> but, i think uh, i think your favorite coach might have something to do with that uh chris oh i love hank Frey. Like, yeah. I he's, he's gonna be, he's gonna be in line for uh for a job someday for, for, he's really a good, good coach. And he, you know, in hard knocks, I love watching. I'm an, I'm personally an often, I'm personally a, a bit, uh, a hogs guy. Anyway, I love, I love watching interior line play. Uh, but, um, that said, I, I, I um, am thoroughly impressed with what we're seeing, the gelling, uh, and even, even what, even our, our guys that have to fill in, you know, either Browns and skippers and, uh, you know, the guys that have had to fill in, it's just like, back guy up, you, you know, yeah. you're part of the chain. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's the thing uh, that I think, I think, I think the ability to rotate that they've had when people have gotten, gotten hurt has been absolutely um, clutch, clutch because look, the people you think Jared Goff has maybe got some problems or, you know, isn't, isn't the guy. If, if you don't have, that offensive line, he's absolutely not the guy. And that was one of the big problems he had in L.A. And look at look at Stafford with that, the line that they got in the in L.A. now, right? I mean, he can't be the guy with the, with the folks he's got trying to protect him. So, so important. So, so important. Vitae being yeah, um, and, um, Go ahead. Uh, and often, not just the offensive line, but the defensive line is finally circled around and you're seeing Aleem and yeah. uh, Hutch and Hutch, that, that interception was next level. <laughs> um, <laughs> it really was. was. Hutch, he, yeah. you know, he, he, it was, that was next level. That was, that was pretty impressive. And uh, he's, uh, he's turning into a, a, a problem for offenses. I wish um, DJ Chark really, had hands like Hutch. Really excited <laughs> I wish yeah. Chark had hands like Hutch. Well, he, that thing he snared that his those hand, his hands were so soft. The way he just yeah. reached up and grabbed I Full was like extension. Yeah. yeah. I was like holy shit. What are we looking at here? Who is this guy? That was beautiful. Just god, that was a beautiful You know, yeah, and it, the it, most it, unbelievable it, it, thing it, it, to it, me it, is that that's his second interception ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> It's not like he caught a bunch in college or, you know, this wasn't a deflection. This was like there's linebackers and defensive backs that don't catch that ball. That ball was on a rope. That was a hard-thrown ball. And you're right. He snagged it like he had hands made of lotion. Yeah. And my thinking is, is if we can get – I don't know if it's going to come through the draft or through free agency. If we can get somebody consistently on the side – I know Charles Harris was was projected to be the guy – uh, if we could get somebody on the opposite side and just be the bull rusher compared to him where he can kind of cerebrally, you know, read the play, which he has done in the last few games. Obviously, he's been in on a lot of plays that are very similar to that where he drops off and causes causes the uh, quarterback to make a misread. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, if we can get somebody, you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if some, you know, say a Will Anderson from Alabama, I'm not going to say we're yeah. going to get it. 
but that'd be awesome <laughs> uh, to come on the other side. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I mean, that might make us a. a, a you would not want to face us. <laughs> I mean, no, and, and the real benefit no. to something like that it would be that we would have two guys on first round pick salaries at a very expensive position in the NFL. I think the number two most expensive position in the NFL uh, after quarterback. And we have them locked up for five years each. So we would have four years of those guys together, which is that's, you know, teams that win the Super Bowl have things like that going on for them. And, you know, the way it's fallen, um, the Rams are going to have this. They're going to have a top five pick. Like you already mentioned, you might be shutting down Stafford. And they've got nobody out there. And they've got nothing, no reason to tank either. So, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, their they, their future is. You know how we've been on the dumps for the past few years. They're going to hit the skids. Yeah, that team yep. is going to hit the skids hard in they, the next few years. Their cap is a wreck. So, They've hey, got I, no. I appreciate. Their cap is a wreck. They've got no draft picks. And 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 seriously, if if Matthew Stafford go, you know goes down and decides that it's it's this is the last year or whatever, I guarantee the number one quote you're going to hear from Sean McVay is you've had enough of that shit and he's going to roll on out of there and, yep. and hit the, hit the, you know, and, and Aaron Donald, I mean, they're all just going to, and, and Cooper cup, Cooper cup is going to be stuck yeah. looking to come to the lions for they, some draft they're picks. Gonna have to look in the, they're going to, their team is going to have to look in the mirror in the off season and probably do what the lions did and have a total blow up. You know? to sell. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to get too much too off, off kilter of the lions because Hey, I'm too happy today. <laughs> that was a, that was a complete uh, complete showing offensively, defensively, and I'm happy. And I really appreciate you guys taking my call. And I uh, I love listening to you guys. So uh, thanks for your thanks for your time. Thanks, you brother. Pre- appreciate you calling. Yeah. All right, man, that's awesome. Um, let's see. The Rams got that Super Bowl. They're good. That's yeah. They're doing pretty good. They're doing pretty good. Um, I'll tell you the one thing though. LA's already forgotten about it. <laughs> That's the one thing. Um, They don't care about the Rams until they're in it in in about three weeks, four weeks. And then then all the jerseys will start selling and they go full hype. That's why they run silent count in their own own stadium all the time Uh, against teams like the Lions, right? I mean, how does Detroit travel that well to SoFi to where they have to run the silent count? But there it is, right? That's the world they live in. And uh, it's funny, having lived there, you know, it's it's such a passing fancy whatever sports team it is and they may get the the championship but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mean something like it would like a city to Detroit or like even Kansas City or yeah you know even New York right I mean to to a Giants or a Jet well the Jets team they would blow that place up that'd be crazy but it, it just means so much more just about everywhere else but L A it really really sticks hey caller what's your name how much have you had to drink. Well, uh, I'll be honest. This is Thunder Sea again. Is, is it all right that I called again? <laughs> Here you are, brother. Two times. What are we going to do? But see you next Tuesday. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm also going to be incredibly, like you know, like not offensive. So that that would be awesome, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good start. Okay. Okay. Actually. See, this is the thing that I want to talk about that I don't feel like anybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's our young secondary players. So 
Kirby Joseph, man, he has been coming on. He is the ball hawk mm-hmm. that they said he would be, that they anticipated he would be. Now, you know, his coverage needs work. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, his coverage needs work. But, man, he is hawking like he's always hawked, you know? And then we have Jerry Jacobs over here, like, playing so well. You know, and, and, and God, I hate the fact that Okuda got, you know, a concussion because he has been playing like the man that we always thought he could be, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so it's like, Man, I feel like I feel like it's it's sort of all coming together, and at the same time, it's not. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. I I, I know. I, I know exactly what you're saying. And and this is this is the rebuild, though, right? And what we're seeing is these really bright stars popping out as as we grow. There there were so many gaps on this roster. I mean, if you think back to what was it 2011 when we had it was Sue, and it was Stafford, and it was Megatron. And then yep. it was a bunch of other guys, right? <laughs> I mean, that, that, that was it. But you had you had yeah. those those kind yeah, of stars, and like like Glover on defense, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and Levy got and Le- like that one year of Levy was amazing. Yep, and and it was. But we're starting to get those guys now, and we're doing it a little different because the salary caps were crazy back then. The rookie salary cap, right? It was nuts. We had Megatron and Stafford on that. Did we have Sue on? The rookie mm-hmm. crazy, all three of them? Yep. Sue was in the last year before they changed the rule. Oh, my God. I mean, it was crazy. You couldn't afford other guys. And teams have gotten better as, as to how, I mean, how much are we playing Jared, paying Jared Goff? It, it doesn't matter, really, I don't think, in the scheme of, you know, comparatively what quarterbacks are paid. And it, really the bigger problem we had was all the dead cap and the mess that we had in the uh, in the salary cap from the Jamie Collins of the world and Trey Flowers yep. of the world, right? That's where we really got our our stool pushed in. So it's just nice to see <laughs> to see, to see <laughs> a situation. I, I, I'm sorry, that reference was just like something else. Man. Yeah, no, no, I was, right, I, was, yeah. I was just thinking about my time at the bar. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the um, but, they, but I mean, it was it was just the way it is, and, and we're building out a team now with with. Players, real players, and playmakers. And if you think that Brad Holmes can't find talent, you're 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 living under a rock. I mean, just comparatively, the number of players in the two drafts that he's had that are starters on the team, like legitimate starters, like Kirby, right? He he was pushed into into action because of of Tracy's injury. They didn't want to put him in yet. They wanted him to grow. Now he's having to grow here, right? But the players that they've put in. Mm-hmm. I mean, did 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 Quinn ever? land a udfa not any good i mean like it was a trey flowers who's the offensive lineman that was like uh that was the least but like i don't think he's been able to find talent i mean he couldn't he 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 had trouble in the second round of course but he had a hard time finding talent early in the draft much less late or or undrafted players, right? He was well, just unable to 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 make that work, and and it, 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 to to see what we've got here, and to bring players in like you're talking about Kirby, and you're talking like Jerry, we find Jerry these diamonds, right? Uh, Pascal, yeah, watching him yeah. roll up, and and what he could mean. I mean, you get your Will Anderson, Hutch, Pascal, McNeil. I mean, look at that line all of a sudden, right? You never ever saw groupings of talent. And I think you know the point. I'm trying to make in way more words than I probably had to use is that we're, we're, we're finding these diamonds coming to the, you know, surfacing. We're seeing the ability to find and pick talent in Brad Holmes. And we're only going to see more of that. 
and it's going to be uh, I don't, oh. don't want to go crazy here I don't want to get too cool lady but it very well could turn into if if we have a hit rate like we we've had so far you know an embarrassment of riches low cost guys that are just very very good who have coaches that they are 100% in on playing for and what better combination is there in the NFL than that well, well, it's clear that that what you're saying is what we're all hoping for, and, and I hope you're right. But this is this is my question, actually, when it comes to this: how much of this is us hoping, and how much of it is actual, real NFL players that can make a real difference, other than a couple plays here and there? Do you, you see what I'm saying? Like. Man, I've been a Lions fan for so long, and I I want to believe in them, and I want to believe in what I'm seeing. But I I've seen you know the song and dance for so long. So like, are we really seeing improvement, or are we just seeing the flashes that we've always seen from game to game? Do you understand what I mean by that? These feel different. These games feel different. We've won a lot of games where it was tight and where. Like, you thought maybe the Lions shouldn't have won. I feel like these wins are games that we should have won, that we were in the driver's seat for the most part. Um, you know, and uh, it, it just, I don't know how to describe it. Like, to me, it feels different. Today I don't know was... how everybody feels, but it, it does. It feels like a, a competent team. And Jared Goff kind of talked about it in his press conference last week, where he said, teams kind of make their own destiny and they kind of make the breaks that happen for them. So in order for Mm. the other team to have Mm. holding calls against them, you need to be in the right place to get a holding call against them in order to get a pass interference. You have to be in the Mm. right place. So, you know, when the bears shot, you know, shot themselves in the foot a bunch of times, (laughs) was it the bears or was it the lions? Are we seeing the things that used to happen to us Mm. happen to other teams? Because now we're finally in that place where the good things can finally start to start to roll our direction. I mean, I I love that perspective and I hope that you're right about it. You know, I I just can't help but be skeptical, you know, skeptical a little bit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be. Think about what we're talking about a lot is, you know, any point in time is just a snapshot in time. Let's talk about trajectory. And we've talked about it earlier today with the coach's trajectory and how we've seen them markedly improve. We can measure the difference in how our uh, Dan Campbell coached from Minnesota to today, right? There's a significant improvement in how he's done that. If we take a look at the first win against Green Bay and then the second win against Chicago and then the win today, today was a complete win by the entire Lions team. And yeah. this is the kind of growth. I, I was just going to say that. You know, this, is, this is where you really feel yeah. like we had control of that game. And that's where I was, like, when we first started the, the show today, I was talking about I didn't have that sinking feeling waiting for them to fail in the fourth quarter today. I felt confident in the team. I, I I could see that the team had control of the game. They were they they weren't panicked. They weren't doing silly things. They could run the four minute offense. They 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 continued to move the ball well, make good decisions, and and not play desperate or like they're trying to cover up for gaps. They went out there and they owned that field and they played and they beat a seven and two team on the road. And SOL says it. When was the last time they did that? I mean, this this is definitely different. 
God, I want I want to believe it, and <laughs> and I, I subscribe to what you're saying. I do. I really do. I, I I believe it too. It's just that man, I've been hurt so many times that there's this thing in me that's like I can't believe this right now. I can't I can't really believe this right now. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andy's talked about it and it's been a thing this year. The team had to learn how to win, but as fans, we kind of have to learn how to win too, because we, we, we've been burnt and hurt and, and how, when do you give trust back? Right. I mean, when, when, when do you, and, and that's kind of the whole part of being a fan. Some people will never stop sipping the Kool-Aid. Some people will always be, you know, SOL. There's never <laughs> anti with this. I want to believe. <laughs> um, you know, some people so, will so never. I'm in the middle right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm kind of like, I want to believe, but man, like, like when I see some evidence, I don't know if I can believe it. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you've, you've been hurt before you, you've grabbed. You know, I learned in chemistry class early on that hot glass looks like cold glass. <laughs> and uh, us Lions fans, we've touched a lot of hot glass. Just because it looks cold doesn't mean it's not hot. <laughs> we need to. Is it bad that my favorite Lions quarterback is still John Kitna? I don't, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said the F word. I, I apologize. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. That's awesome. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm hey, getting, he is my favorite line quarterback. Well, you can see his son start playing next year in Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm your Gator fan. Um, Hittori Hanzo. The mini, the mini, I just, this is breaking news. Minneapolis DA is going to file assault charges against the Cowboys defense for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Cousins is getting destroyed. Getting destroyed. That's good stuff. It, it, is, it is kind of a beautiful thing. Like, I, I don't really root against the, uh, the Vikings unless we're playing them because, because why would we? You know, like, why would we? But at the same time, it, it kind of feels nice now, doesn't it? Like, it kind of feels, feels nice to root against the Vikings. Oh, feels great. Feels great. We got to get to the position where it matters if the other teams in our division win or lose when we're not playing them. That's, that's the goal for next year. Hopefully. Yeah. Maybe but, this year. It's, it's, it's yeah. Coming. We'll see yeah. what happens. Against Buffalo. If we, if we win Buffalo, then, yeah, this year we'll start worrying about what the other teams in the division are doing, man. Because If we win Buffalo, then I will kiss my mother-in-law on the lips. I'm just saying. <laughs> can, can we get if we win Buffalo, I will kiss my mother-in-law on the lips. Can you get video of this for I'm us? Saying, I said it twice. <laughs> I just said it twice. I will actually send a video. All right. <laughs> All right, I mean, brother. It might be, it might be, it, it might be a video of like like proved assault, but it, it, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. All right, brother. We're gonna let you go. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling. All right. Have a good night. Don't forget, we're we're doing the show, so we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! See you next Tuesday, my friend, and I know what that means. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> oh and yeah so Risden and Chris doing a show Tuesday this week so you can catch us live uh, okay one last call we'll take one more call hey caller what's your name how much have you had a drink hey uh, this is Nick from Grand Rapids hey hey how you doing my Hi, man uh, this is my first time calling I've, uh, I've been listening to you guys for like four years or something uh, my uh, first season watching uh, the Lions was the Owen 16 season I want to say um I'm just wondering, I, this, yeah, thanks. <laughs> this might've been, uh, just me or maybe it was the announcers influencing me, but was Aline McNeil kind of winning us this game? 
He was destroying out there today. He, he looked better than he's ever looked. Saquon, from what I saw. Okay, so that was not just me. No, no, no. He, uh, no, okay. he was splitting double teams. You know, and uh, you could say that their guard play isn't super great, uh, but it doesn't matter. You're playing against an NFL player. Like we had a bunch of backups in there that didn't get their their quarterback sacked or. Um, you know, they're running back smashed five yards behind the line of scrimmage. No, Aleem. Okay, good. Aleem finally looked like the Aleem we were hoping for at the beginning of the year. And and Dan Campbell talked about it in this press conference, and I agree that he does dirty work. He is probably not going to show up on stat sheets too super often. He's not going to be flashy. Uh, but a game like this, when when your ugly guys can make some flash plays, ooh, that's a that's a rough day for the offense. Yeah, he seems so close. A lot of the games I've watched this season, but today he just seemed like every time he was in there, he made the play. I mean, he basically did. The entire run defense was just so good today. Like, I I would have, yeah. you know, I never in a million years, no matter the odds, would have put money on Saquon Barkley having twenty two yards, especially no. knowing he was going to get fifteen carries and knowing Pascal was out. Yeah, that was the thing. I was no, so I when I heard Pascal was out, I was really like, "Oh man, Bart Bizarrely is going to get out there and he's going to run up the fucking cl- the yards like a gas pump." But twenty two, <laughs> man, twenty two. I Crazy. have a little hope with Rodriguez coming back today because he's been better with our ring defense. But like, I mean, he didn't even make as big of an impact as McNeil did. No, Rodrigo actually looked a little rough today. I think Anzalone looked really good. I'm, I'm like turning like, a corner on Alex Anzalone. He's fast when he he's in the proper place. You What's know, good old things? anal zone. What's in these things? I can't believe what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> you, speaking of that, did you guys see that that fan that got the the anal zone jersey? Yeah, he got the and he got it signed. Yeah. <laughs> now, the best. if you look at Anzalone's <laughs> signature. It looks like he did sign an anal zone to it. Just the way it goes. I was like, wait, the Z is way over there. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I I, uh, I found Lee McNeil's Instagram and direct message him and told him he won us this game. So maybe he'll respond. To <laughs> oh, convince him, convince him to come on it. the show on, uh, on our St. Jude piece. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I'll have to get into that. Because I love me. I got a picture with, uh, let me see if I can find it real quick while we're here. I got a picture with me and McNeil at uh, training camp today. He was the most awesome dude. Um, Oh, God, I had it it up right here. He was the most awesome dude to see. I can get it up here. Super cool. Friendly, funny. Like, you know, you, you see big guys, and you're like, oh, boy, here comes <laughs> someone's going to crush them. He is the nicest, like a gentle giant kind of guy he comes off with it. Uh, he is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely awesome. I would love to get him to get some chat time with Aleem. And then to see what he did today, I mean, my guy was out there. He was just, just you know, <laughs> how many times just the arm, the bear hug, crush. <laughs> Like it was over, right? Oh God, I it love felt it. Like every time they tried to run in the middle, he blew the play up. I mean, yep. just all game, not just one or two drives, but yep, yep. Logan, just saying, it seems like y'all been saying Anzalone was actually good every week for a while now. 
But now I believe it. I've been saying it, but I don't know if I believed it. I didn't have it in my heart yet. It was coming out of my mouth, but it wasn't coming I from my heart. I don't know if I believe it. But... <laughs> Anzalone is the best linebacker we've had since so Tahir Whitehead. Yeah, I'll hang up for you guys, but thank you so much. Yeah, no. Thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right? Yeah, thank you. All right. We'll see you. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so he's sitting in the Meyer parking lot waiting for his fiance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did the early cutoff there. Sorry, man. All right. Whew, what a show. What a day. It's always, it feels good just to, to, to sink your teeth into a win. And, uh, and there's these shows. We've done so many of the other kind, right? Yeah. Oh, so man, many. Man, this feels so good. All right. Detroit Lions win, beat the seven and now three New York Giants in New York with what was all that? They said it wasn't snow. What was all that Meg falling around the stadium, man? Yeah, that was so weird. He he was like, I don't know if it's the cattails from the swamp that surrounds this stadium or, you know, I think it might have been uh, fans ripping up their future game tickets and tossing them out into the wind <laughs> season ticket holders <laughs> season tickets getting ripped up They're, they had the book in their pocket and there did you see the, the commercial where they, they the guy shredded up all the stuff the paper and made the in the little greenhouse out back the christmas <laughs> scene right that's what they're trying to do for the, <laughs> for the giants oh man that's good stuff all right, let's see. We got this going on. Thank you all for joining us today in the Victory yeah. Sunday. We've got Victory Monday tomorrow. Make sure you celebrate yourself. And also, don't forget about us on Patreon. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, all goes directly to help the show and, and what we do and support us. And the equipment we use, the servers, the trips to Senior Bowl and parties and all the stuff that we put on. Uh, you go to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com, Detroit slash Detroit Lions podcast. If you drop five bucks a month in there in donations, you get access to the Slack chat, which is not kidding the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. You got Sandman, you got Riz, you got me, you got Ash, you got Case still there. I mean, we're all hanging around. It's a great place, dropping, dropping little, uh, little, little sneaky stuff, uh, a little bit of dust, as they call it. And uh, you get some inside scoop while we do that. Uh, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Great way to hang out with some great people and have some great chats about the Lions. Also follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast and Sandman 7773. Keep your eye on that. Keep your put the notifications on so you see when slow lights kick off because you do not want to miss that. It's always soon. Hopefully soon. Soon. That's going to be a well, I mean, last three weeks and probably the next seven it's going to be a weekly delight <laughs> make sure you get in there and watch the lights are the best the best lines and i'll tell you not not only are they entertaining and fun and especially because on victory days you get them some of the best like the, the most i've learned about line play offensive and defensive line has come from the slow lights videos you yep. see so many things that were just like that just happened so fast that you, you miss it it's i i've just watching those i've learned so much over the years it's it's great great stuff sam and truly is a servant to the lions fan community check out those two lights uh give us a call on skype detroit lions podcast all one word detroit lions podcast or call us at the lions line at 929-33-LIONS it's 929-335-4667 also st jude.org Yes, yep. oh slash DLP. Uh, get some money in there for those 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 kids. We're going to help them out and do uh, do our big thing this year. Thank you, everybody who's donated so far. We'll hit some of those names 
in just a second. Uh, but go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast so we can pop in your ears automatically like we like to do. And want to thank our first donor of the year right when it came up. Kenyon, thank you, brother. Uh, today, Kenyon is the guy. I know the Slack at that. That's a good one. Also, uh, Chuck Narsty, Taco Hugs, Dr. Taco Hugs to you. Uh, Tampa <laughs> Lion, <laughs> uh, Duncan White. Floundericious, Flounder. thank you for your match, brother. Appreciate you today helping everybody out and making this uh, this work out. Hittori Hanzo gets us up to the right change numbers. Sam, man, you're the best, brother. You hit me in my feels today. Uh, Vinod, well, it, it just slid by me. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to the rest of the people here. Uh, but we want to thank everybody who's been uh, donating for St. Jude. It's, it's, it really does mean a great deal. Uh, we do this, and we're trying to get it over 100000 total donated this year to help these families and kids. Uh, Vinod, he came through. Ben Kivella, I'm going to shoot for. I'm, I hope I got that right. David Brunfeld, Jameson Hennessy, always there with the biggest bottles for us. <laughs> Comes in. Joe Walters as well. And uh, we got Victoria Hanzo rolling in again with a little extra to keep things rolling. And uh, Jeff Gibson. Thank you all so much for donating uh, today during the show and helping us kick this off. This is a big one. Auction starts on uh, Thursday or on Friday, on Black Friday. And uh, don't forget us on Tuesday. We've got a show coming up. And if the Lions win against the Bills, I'll pop on and do some kind of goofy solo show and take some calls for all you other people who aren't. Like I, I, I want to see a, uh, I want to see like a pecan pie to the face. I don't want a whipped cream pie. <laughs> you have me losing eye. I like a full pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, want, I want a dinner pie that people will be upset about that you smashed it on your own face. English meat pie. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Take beef out of your nostrils. <laughs> oh man! Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems because we're your detroit lions and reddit connection andy thank you so much as always you, you are the best brother final seconds winding down and look at that how big is that chris and case out of time pack the bag start the plane this show is over you've had enough of that shit